It's the event that everybody waits for every single year. It's the event that brings people closer to Israel without leaving New York. How's that possible? Well, we'll tell you. It's the Aliyah Mega Event. And here we are at the Nahum Siegel Network on this Sunday, March 6th in New York City. It's really the first of a whole bunch of mega events that are going to be happening around the United States over the next few days. But there's nothing like the New York one, that's for sure. The Aliyah Mega Event has commenced. It has begun. Registration, we were told on Friday, was over 1,200 people at this point. We will find out what's happening now on Sunday morning in terms of registration and how many people have expressed an interest in being here today. Uh, a lot of unique things happening here. They have rescheduled and uh, revamped the schedule here at the Aliyah Mega event to make it even easier for different categories of people to explore what they want to explore regarding Israel. If you've expressed... Any interest to yourself or to anyone you know over the last year, decade, half a century, whatever the case may be, of moving to Israel, of being part of the future of the Jewish people, then you want to make sure to be at this Aliyah Mega event today. And of course, one of the co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh, who bring you this Aliyah Mega event, is Rabbi Josh Fass, who is here. He will Thank be with so us. Much, he will be with us multiple times during this presentation. Rabbi Fass, welcome back to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. Great welcome to be. back to New York City. Thank you. It's two hours in. Thank you so much. <laughs> two hours in. Yeah. Literally. A little delayed. A little delayed this morning. <laughs> Uh, that happens, you know, sometimes. But nothing can delay somebody's desire to get to Israel, that's for sure. If they want to be in the uh, Holy Land and be there as soon as possible, even as early as uh, 2016, either this summer or even before that, they could do it. They could walk into this mega event and start making plans for them and their family. So on Friday, we discussed uh, the number 1,200 in terms of how many people have pre-registered. Are we still around there? Did it skyrocket like crazy over the last uh, couple of days? As of this morning, we were closer to 1,300. 1,300 And people. over 100 people are registering that did not register already beforehand and are doing on-site registration. And so I assume that's going to be happening throughout the entire throughout day. Throughout the day. So we're looking right. at around 1,500 people today. Clearly your largest mega event ever. Absolutely. No question Without about a that. Without a question. And it's funny because we always think that, you know, hey, at this point, you know, haven't we reached the tipping point of those who had any notion of moving to Israel? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hope, but you must have thought that at some point it would actually happen, but it doesn't seem to be happening. No. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. It's pretty amazing, I'll tell you. And you keep coming up with different uh, initiatives and uh, incentives for people to go to different areas of Israel. We'll discuss all of that coming up as we go through today's uh, show between now and 2 p.m. I guess the best thing to do right now as you... Um, open this program with us is just to remind everyone who's tuned in that they can come down to the Aliyah Mega event between now and what time will it close? Till 5. Till 5 o'clock. We'll stretch a little bit after 5 as well. Times Square, Crown Plaza, uh, big facility, large ballroom. Multiple floors. Multiple floors. 
Uh, beautiful area set up with a lot of great vendors. and 50 a lot of vendors in New York. 25 staff members from Nefesh who are here. We have uh, over 35 sessions that are happening during the day. This is, um, remove all the excuses if you ever valued the concept of moving to Israel, even for a second, um, for your own sake, just for the sake of mindfulness of giving value to that, that moment. Please Rabbi, come out. Rabbi Fass Rabbi Fass used to be a little bit more sympathetic. No. He was a little he was cajoled, he cajoled the audience a bit. This now is, now that's I'm it. going straight for the jugular. This is it. <laughs> it's over. It's over. No, no more, more subtleties. Excuses. I'm not into subtleties anymore. <laughs> what happened? I'm tired. Why the, why the <laughs> transformation? My gosh. Because Israel needs you and you need Israel. And uh, and we have to start seeing greater waves of of people coming. And and I've seen I've done this for 13, 14 years. And I keep on hearing from people, oh, I wish I've done this, or I wish I did this. And, and seize the moment, seize the dream. There's a difference between a dream and, and a goal. The difference is a deadline. And if you're able to somehow substantiate certain elements in that trajectory of making that dream actually happen, then, uh, then come down. And, and I'm sure you can get a lot of information over the website and over on, online and the Internet, but come here and, and connect with, with personalities. Come here and connect with the staff and see the passion that they have in their eyes, and see the chpatiyut, the concern that they have for each and every perspective Ola. Boy, usually it takes me at least 45 minutes to an hour to start. Oh, you're not feeling, getting it. You're getting the first 30 guilty. seconds. That's My it. gosh. Out of the gate. This is not <laughs> happening today. Today it is right. So usually the mega, the New York mega, is after the whole week. So right. we're exhausted. By the time you come to New York after a week, then we're like, okay, can make Ali in five years from now. Can make ten. Do it That's it. New York's the first stop. <laughs> First hour opening the gates. Let's uh, let's see people come home. All right. Well, we're gonna have a chance to talk later. But you want to address that for a second? Why you did it uh, differently, or it just ended up in the schedule? It just happened that That's way. That's it. Logistic Simple as that. Yeah. So, so now we benefit by being yelled and screamed at. Absolutely. <laughs> it's it's a <laughs> little harif, a little harif. There is no sympathy today for Rabbi Fass. If you've no, ever some sympathy. If some you've sympathy. ever considered Aliyah, now it's time to make it happen. It's as Absolutely. simple as that. Um, you should just know we packed your bags as you're really? on your way here. And That's yeah. what's happening and downtown. Yes, and your lift is leaving in this afternoon. Oh, boy. I never would have guessed that it would yes, be happening subtleties. <laughs> See, in 2016, how quickly things move. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Rabbi Fass, I thank you. We will speak thank to you later you. on. Looking thanks forward. For, thanks for having us here. Absolutely. Thank Rabbi you. Rabbi Josh Fass, of course, co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh. We will speak with him coming up about all the different things that you need to know regarding Aliyah, that's for sure, uh, here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. All through the day, there are different sessions that are happening. Nefesh Benefesh has gone ahead and uh, staggered registration to the point where um, retirees and empty nesters are asked to check in early today. Then general programming is going to be addressed toward the middle part of the day. And then uh, later on, students and young professionals, those who might be considering the, uh, the army, etc., they are all going to be uh, addressed in different sessions later in the day. Information about all of this, it's 8664-ALIYAH, 8664-ALIYAH. And, of course, you can go to the, uh, the web at nbn.org.il. That's nbn.org.il. Uh, ZK, we'll go to this selection. More coming up with special guests and plenty happening from the NBN Mega Event. You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network.
right, it's an Alcom Signal Network, and we are live, and I thank all of you for tuning in. Thanks uh, to those listening from around the world on the NSN app and all the other ways that you could listen to us. Rabbi Mark Dratch is among the uh, special guests who are here at the uh, Aliyah Mega event with Nefesh Benefesh. He's Executive Vice President of the RCA, Rabbinical Council of America. Rabbi Dratch, great to reunite with you here at Nefesh Benefesh. It's great to see you here, and it's great to be here. What brings you here? Well, I got an invitation from Nefesh Benefesh to come and see the great work that they're doing, and I'm excited to be here. Uh, we, as the Rabbinical Council of America, as the rabbinic community in North America, are passionate about Aliyah, for, if not for ourselves, but for members of our community, right. and to be able to see the wonderful resources that are available for us to be able to help others fulfill that dream, and even for many of our rabbis who ultimately shift their careers and their lives to Israel. It's a great, great resource to learn about. You know, the rabbis, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm guessing, eventually do shift their lives to Israel. It seems that way, or is it just certain high-profile rabbis that end up there? Well, every rabbi is a high-profile high rabbi, yeah. so many, many do, many make aliyah later on in their career, as they retire and right. move on to Israel, and that actually creates its own challenges, which uh, Nefesh Benefesh probably needs to concentrate on as well, because our rabbis have a lot to contribute and look for ways to do that. But what do your rabbis say about their constituents and Aliyah? I would assume some of your rabbis have congregations that are very active when it comes to Aliyah, and others who may not even hear the concept as the year goes by. Well, I think that's probably true. We have many different rabbis across the whole spectrum right. religiously, and probably across the whole spectrum in terms of Zionism as well. Not the whole spectrum, right. but a large part of the spectrum. And uh, for, but, but my sense is that for many of our Orthodox rabbis in North America today, Israel and Aliyah are very high on their agendas. Yeah, and I hope that they've all recommended to their congregants to come here, at least to the congregants that have expressed an interest in Aliyah. Well, I think that they're doing that, and I think that Nefesh Benefesh has created an amazing service, knowing what people went through before Nefesh Benefesh and the uh, anguish and the paperwork and the difficulties of Aliyah. Now, the Gemara says that Eretz Israel nicknate biyasurin. Israel is acquired through suffering and and through difficulty, and it was certainly much truer. <laughs> the government made sure of it. <laughs> they made sure. Mitzvah mahadrim yina mahadrim. They uh, they made sure of it beforehand. But nefesh benefesh has really eased the way for lots of people to have a successful aliyah. All right. So enjoy today. Thank you very the much. The special message is that you're here just to support the cause. We're here to support the cause, and who knows. And who knows? And who knows? I like that. There's a lot of who knows in this room, I think, there today. There you go. Right, Mark Dratch. He's Executive Vice President of the Rabbinical Council of America. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you. Great to see you. A pleasure Thank to see you. Uh, more coming up. Keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network as we continue from the Aliyah Mega event. Information about all of this at 866-4-ALIYAH. And, of course, nbn.org.il. That's nbn.org.il. That is the web address for Nefesh Benefesh.
The Aliyah Mega event is where we are, and uh, that means we're at the Crown Plaza in New York City, Crown Plaza Times Square, all through the day. Different things are going to be happening here uh, at the uh, Nefesh B'Nefesh Aliyah Mega event that will help enlighten people who want to move to Israel. Uh, between, uh, in, in, between now, topics like taxes in Israel, uh, for emptying your golden years in Israel, how to, buy a rent and, how to buy and rent a home for retirees, and this is something we pointed out last week. I don't know how many people out there ever realized that the uh, that there's a such a large group, such an incredible collection of people um, who are taken very seriously by Nefesh Benevish. And of course, Nefesh Benevish takes everybody seriously. But you know, when it comes to retirees and those who are empty nesters, you might think they would not spend as much and give as much attention as they would to the younger people and those who are bringing families to Israel. Just the opposite. They are dedicating a tremendous amount of resources and doing everything that they can in their power to encourage people to have a su- as successful al- aliyah as um, as successful an aliyah as possible, even at an older age. So call a kavod to Nefesh B'Nefesh for that. Kim Efrat is here. Kim Efrat is Overseas Programming Manager for Nefesh B'Nefesh. Shalom and welcome to the show. Great to be here. Wonderful to have you here. What is an Overseas Programming Manager? So, we have a lot of overseas programming. We certainly and, do, don't we? <laughs> um, we have for all different populations this year. And today is really geared to the three separate populations. We have we started off with the retirees and empty nesters. Right. And really, it's for both, but it's two separate populations that really do have some similar needs. And then we have the general sessions in the middle of the day. And um, the last two, three hours are dedicated to students and young professionals. We expressed a little bit of a surprise, although we really should not have, but I was trying to make a point, that Nefesh Benefesh has concentrated on the empty nesters and retirees as a separate category. One would think that the majority of their efforts would go to families and those who really represent the future of Israel, but no, they take this group just as seriously when it comes to the future of Israel. Why is that? We take the group very seriously. There is a a growing population of people in their 50s, 60s, 70s plus who feel like it's never too late to realize their dream. We have people who are um, meeting up with their children in Israel, and we have people who always wanted to come and never did, and they are seizing the moment as empty nesters and some of them even leaving some children behind. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's always hope and there are always dreams. We always emphasize how the children lead the rest of the family to Israel. But in this case, we already see the opposite is happening. We huh? do. We do. Yeah, once Nefesh Benefesh continues to grow and uh, continues to add more and more years to their experience, we're going to see every type of scenario in terms of how people make Aliyah and who they leave behind and who they don't. Exactly. And hopefully they won't be leaving them hi- behind for long. Hopefully yeah, they'll true. follow them. No question but about that. But there is a growing population of um, empty nesters and retirees coming. Kim Efrat is Overseas Programming Manager here at Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, so aside from the from that structure, is there anything else about this mega event that's different? We know it's the largest one ever, so that makes it a little bit different. Uh, so 
aside from the way that it's been set up, is there anything else that's different today here? We have more and more sessions than we ever did. We have more vendors, more outside professionals um, that are joining us, and we really intend for it to be a full-service day where people can get really the whole range of their questions answered and uh, be able to discuss their, their specific issues. From the beginning, Nefesh Benefesh took email and webinars and phone calls very, very seriously and still tried do. to get, and still do, of course. But there's something about being here live and in person, right? You want to make this experience as enticing to everybody as possible. There's something about the energy of having a thousand plus people in one room and feeling like you're not just planning with your computer and you're, you know, the one person that you're speaking to on the line. There's something to people meeting up with each other and just getting the buzz and the energy of so many other people. But I do want to mention that today really is just the beginning of the conversation for many people, meaning today is the big event. And we do have opportunity to meet with our staff and other people, you know, briefly, but it's just the beginning. We have a lot of individual consultations coming up virtually, in person. We have other events coming up as well. All right. I don't Always have the do. – I, I, we, we have listeners everywhere, and I don't have the list in front of me. But you're our you're overseas programming manager, so you can attest to the fact that places like Baltimore and L.A. and many others are going to be having their own mega event in the next we few do. days. We do. We have eight more events coming up. We have Baltimore, Washington, Florida, L.A., Montreal, Toronto, and Chicago all coming up. Boy. And what's going to be different this year also is that as of next week, we will have some of the sessions broadcast. We're taping some of the sessions. And for those who weren't able to catch one of the fairs, for whatever reason, we will have it available for them online. All right. Are those so, events in the same format as this, or it's a little bit more general? Um, some of them, they're more or less the same format. Some of them are during the week, so it doesn't allow us for the same breath. Right. But uh, we do have vendors coming. We have staff coming. LA is also a Sunday event, so that's going to be you know many hours. Also, it's a mega type of event. Um, but we were covering all the main topics. So now, session, uh, staff coming. So now we have the answer to the question when we're on that Nefesh Nefesh flight and there are people from 20, 25, 30, maybe even more different states from the United States. This is the reason why, because you're all over the place. We're all over the place, and we're always all over the place. Whether it's virtual, whether it's you know in person, we are. We really try to cover the gl- the map of where we have significant populations and significant interests. We take the show on the road. <laughs> you certainly do. <laughs> Quite a show it is. Uh, Kim Efrat, the. Uh Oh, and that was another point, right. The, uh, the mega event for the first time in New York is the beginning of this whole process as opposed to being at the very end of it. Does that, does that matter to you? Does that make a difference? So really, it's an individual thing. For some people who are planning Aliyah in 2016, this is, they've been waiting for this event. They've been asking us for months, when's the mega, when's the mega. Um, they know to expect it, also in some of the smaller cities, and they know to expect it, and it is sort of the culmination of their information gathering and their planning. For other people, this is just the beginning, and they're planning more for 2017 to come. And that New and York is before the others as opposed to what this used is, to happen? This year, this is, is that, our kickoff event. Is that all right? Does it matter? It's great. It's great. It's great. Doesn't matter. We're all starting right. off with a big buzz. Kim F. Rod, Overseas Programming Manager, Nevis Benevish. Good luck. Hope a lot of people decide to go to Israel. Oh, me too. <laughs> We certainly do hope a lot of people decide to go to Israel, that's for sure. All right, um, more coming up. You are listening to the Nahum Siegel Network, and uh, we are at um, nahumsiegel.com or jmdm.org. We're on the NSN app. We welcome your comments on the app. Feel free to comment away. Social media, you can check out on Twitter at Net. You can check out on Facebook, our Facebook update page, Nahum Siegel Network. Plenty more happening. Are we set for some music? We're set for some music. This is the Nahum Siegel Network.
mountains, open desert tent. History in every event are looking for a way to lighten up their load. And brighter than the sun you shine, Jerusalem. You're on my mind, you lift my soul, you echo the divine. Providence that guides us so that we may teach and all may know the hand that may admonish or reward has given us this holy space, Jerusalem. To you I turn and trace my steps back to you now again. Jerusalem is calling, Jerusalem is calling. Hear it echo through the canyons of your mind Until you reclaim the things you've left behind It's telling you this just might be the time
dress the nation ranks Seen them all turn around Just like you I hold my ground But I stand quiet, I stand still Like a rock throughout the ages I'm just a stone from your home I'm Jerusalem stone the NBN Nefesh Benefesh mega event in New York City, Times Square Crown Plaza. That's where we are. And uh, you could uh, come here to the ballroom with the Times Square Crown Plaza and join us. Uh, you can get information about everything happening here by going to the website, nbn.org.il. And, of course, 8664-ALIAH, 866-4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. Lizzie Martin is here, Director of Government Advocacy and Medical Licensing with Nefesh Benefesh, welcome to the show, and thank, thank you for you. welcoming us here to the big mega event. I'm what, happy to be here. What do you think of this spectacular? Pretty good, huh? I think it's awesome. It is pretty cool. And we're here at the very beginning of it. Obviously, there's going to be over 1,000 people joining Nefesh Benefesh at some point during the day. All right, we, we talk about the, uh, the Aliyah process having been eased by Nefesh Benefesh. It's something we've spoken about since Nefesh Benefesh was born almost 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, are there still things to be done to make it even easier? Compared to when we were here a year ago, are there things that have been happening to make it even easier for people to bring their families to Israel? It's a great question. Uh, there's always more work to be done. We can always ease the process even more. Um, but we are working daily um, to try and streamline the process. Basically, what we do continuously is try to see where the obstacles are that Olim are facing, whether it be with uh, the Ministry of Interior, with the Ministry, with any other ministry with licensing with uh, driver's licenses um, and we try to target those obstacles and see how we can someone just told me the other day how difficult it is to get a road test in israel how difficult it is to pass the first time how difficult it is to get it rescheduled after that 
in general, not justice for all them. So the truth is, two days before we came here to the mega event, um, we met with the head of the um, licensing department at the Ministry of Transportation, and we already have um, made ma many changes in the past, just the past couple of months. Like, it used to be that you could only convert your license in two branches in all of Israel. As of a week ago, it's in 10 branches. Um, we now have Very the, significant. the Ministry of Transportation coming to loan soldiers to uh, transfer their driver's license on site at a special day that we do for loan soldiers. So things are happening daily. And How often are you in the Knesset? Uh, about once a week. I participate every committee that has to do with Olim. We represent um, Aliyah from North America and England. And we suggest to the different committees changes, policy changes that need to be made. I very often write it up. I send it in advance. I present it at the committee. And then we follow it up until it's actually implemented. Are there members or offices in the Knesset that are a little bit more sympathetic to your cause than others? Or everyone is relatively cooperative? You would be so surprised to find out how many government officials and how many government offices are really um, interested in easing the process for Olim. People are afraid of uh, Israeli bureaucracy, right. but if you delve into it and if you do it in the right way, there's a person on the other side who really wants to make a change. So you need to know the system and implement it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Lizzie Martin is here, Director of Government Advocacy and Medical Licensing. All right, we've got to talk about the medical licensing because you're in charge of the medical seminar that's taking place today. Uh, one of the points that was made uh, over the last couple of weeks to our audience is that um, in the past, it was very difficult, generally impossible, to be interviewed for a job until you got to Israel. And now you're bringing not only um, uh, uh, potential employers in the medical industry, but actual licensing officials, I guess we'd call it, right? To right. speak to people who want to have their medical credentials recognized in Israel. Right. So as we speak at these very moments upstairs, uh, the head of the licensing department of the Ministry of Health, Dr. Amir Shannon, is here. People brought all of their original documentation. He is reviewing it. He is verifying it. He is putting a stamp of the Ministry of Health on it. He is taking it back in 48 hours to Israel and... Um, the women working in his office are going to open a file for these olim. Basically, the idea is the olim to take care of everything pre-aliyah, to come to Israel, to send in a teudat boom, and get the license. And that's it. Uh, what about the interviews? What about potential employers being here today? Um, so Asuta Hospital is opening a hospital in Ashdod in 2017. They need many medical professionals, and the... Board, the head of the board of directors of Asuta is here together with the director of the hospital and they are interviewing people now for a position in their hospital in a year from and now. And it's not just high level positions, it's not just the, the most elaborate uh, medical uh, profession positions, it's also I mean, everybody from, from top to bottom in terms of the, uh, I don't want to minimize the job that anybody does in the medical industry, but you know what I'm saying. Right. All types of jobs are being right. interviewed. They're interviewing across the board. It's true that they do need many doctors. Um, but they are interviewing everyone today. Right. And those who end up working in Ashdod have a great selection of different areas of, or I should say different communities and neighborhoods of Israel they could live in and be right near the hospital. Right. They don't necessarily even have to live right on site. Right. Um, Ashdod is relatively close now that we have uh, six kvishesh. Right. You can, you can commute to work, and it's a great opportunity. For those who are not here today and might regret it, who are in the medical profession, what would you say to them? How would they be able to, to make this process as easy as possible on them? 
Well, we've been lobbying with the Ministry of Health for about three and a half years um, for the <coughs> excuse me for them to basically start the licensing process per Aliyah. So even if you're not here today, you can send your documents to an Israeli notary, have it notarized and translated, send it, send it in pre Aliyah, and also in other professions where you need to take a licensing exam. We lobbied, and now all Olim can take the licensing exam as tourists on a pilot trip in Israel. So basically our motto is take care of everything before you make Aliyah. So the minute you make Aliyah, you can send in your Tudatahut, get the license, and start working right away. And outside of medical, what would be a good example of an industry where you need licensing and where this has to be taken care of in advance? Um, so lawyers have to... They, have, they need through. their credentials verified, etc. Right, but it's true that in other, in other professions, because Israel is very... Um, you know, metro, metropolitan and international. So in many circumstances, um, companies in Israel will say, oh, you're licensed in America, that's good enough. Um, but in the medical field, you have to be, by law, you have to be licensed right. within Israel. Lizzie Martin, Director of Government Advocacy and Medical Licensing. Good luck today. Thank you very much. Hope a lot of people and a lot of families will end up in Israel because they've discovered some of the things that you've brought to light uh, at the mega event today. Those of you in the medical profession... You make sure to get those credentials notarized, uh, especially if you're not going to be here today, and go through the process pre-Aliyah. Go through the process before you actually make Aliyah. It'll make life, when you get to Israel, much, much easier. Song? More coming up. Keep it here at the Nefesh Benefesh NBN Mega Event at the Crown Plaza in the center of New York City. We are sitting and watching videos uh, in front of us, of people who are celebrating when others land in Israel and arrive, uh, a scene that we've seen many, many times. It's pretty amazing. You can be part of that, and you can be one of those families that makes Aliyah and celebrates a brand new lifetime, or I should say a brand new uh, life in Israel this coming summer or any time during this year. Just call 8664-ALIYAH or go to nbn.org.il. Again, that's nbn.org.il. You are listening to the Nahum Siegel Network. Those of you who are on the NSN app, feel free to comment on the app. NSN app for Android and iPhone. This is the Nahum Siegel Network.
at the NBN Mega Event on this Sunday, and we have an opportunity to speak with Holly. Holly Friedman is a new Ola. She has declared her desire to get to Israel as soon as possible. A radio personality with That's Sirius right. XM. Anyway, a pleasure to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. So what's happening? You, you, you've really, you really have scheduled the flight, right? Uh, I've scheduled everything through Nefesh Benefesh. Right. I am waiting for my flight to be confirmed for literally next Sunday, March 13th. And that's it. You're on your way. And then I'll be on my way. I'm just trying to find a place to live with two dogs. I have two kids in college. They're staying in New York. Uh, my ex-husband's in New York. My parents are in New York. They're all they're perfectly set up here. They'll come to visit me. But yes, I just need to reconfirm the apartment. And then, I, and then if they take me on the flight, I am going. Do you have employment set up in Israel? I do not have employment. That's a great question. And my answer to that great question is Nefesh Benefesh has been incredibly helpful with every question. I have, they have an answer. I am at the point at 48 uh, that I'm ready to build my own business and there's even an answer and uh, support in terms of where, how, how I can ask for some help in getting started. It's incredible. And if incredible. please God the flight works out for Sunday, do you know what neighborhood or community you're going to? Well, <laughs> it's a great question. It was uh, 10 minutes ago, Sfat, and <laughs> now, 10 minutes later, it might be Naharia because, uh, because of Nefesh Benefesh saying how maybe, maybe it might be helpful in terms of my networking. And, 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 but, but maybe not. I may just go to Sfat and then get to Natanya and wind up somewhere else. But that's the beauty of the and word. I've learned that Let word. Let us know 10 minutes from now where it is. <laughs> Since we went from Sfat to Naharia, who knows 10 minutes from now or a half hour from now where I you're going to be heading. I my husband at this Maybe you'll be in Haifa by the end of this mega event. I've who already knows? been offered a job in Haifa, but I turned it down. When I was in Israel, I just got back on the 15th. And I was sitting in uh, Haifa, and a professor was behind me, and we st I'm serious. We started to talk, and he said, we have something in an area that, you know, maybe you could, uh, you know, work with us on editing and research. It was the wrong area for me. I'm more, la I'm more naturally in the social sciences. This was in the robotics world. <laughs> I said, I have a son that went to Bronx Science. <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyway. Well, good luck to you. Oh, thank you. It's thank amazing you. to meet oh, potential Olim, but those who are going in a few days, that's pretty cool. I hope it, I hope it works. I, I, I just have to get accepted to the flight and then find a, an apartment, a small apartment to get started and then begin, begin. Good luck. Again, thank you. It thank should be you. a great beginning for you. Thank you. Thank Unbelievable. You. Unbelievable. All right, thank Mark you. Rosenberg is going to join us in a second. I thank Holly Friedman. She's, uh, she's ready to head to Israel and... Looks like she's really ready to head to Israel, like in the next couple of days. March 13th, she's talking about being on that flight. Mark Rosenberg joined us Friday over at JM in the AM. He's director of the pre-Aliyah department. He is somebody who told us Friday that 1,200 people had registered. Now we hear the number is closer to 1,300. Good morning. Welcome to the mega event. Thank you for welcoming us. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. We've already had about 150 walk-ins as well, so it's really uh, Why do people nice. do that, Mark? Why do they walk in instead of pre-registering? Explain that to me, please. Um, so what's, the, what's the psychology? I'll turn the psychology. <laughs> I think that sometimes it's a, a commitment issue. Is um, that what it is? Um, I think they didn't decide till last night they wanted to be here, huh? And I think, th I think that was something that's really important is the, I think the, the Shabbat conversation the shabbat conversation was like okay are we gonna go are we gonna not you know it turns out that our, our, our sunday plans uh the birthday party we could drop the kids off and we're really gonna come <laughs> and they fit it in somehow into their schedule or, or it was so persuasive on friday our conversation that there they, you go a little bit of this a little bit of that and all of a sudden you have over 1300 people and 150 walk-ins um so you heard holly She's expecting to be on the March 13th flight. Ten minutes ago, she was moving to Tzfat. Ten minutes later, she's moving to Nauria. And I said there she should check in with us ten minutes from now so I can find <laughs> out where the next place is. 
that she's moving to. It, it must be remarkable to see people who don't have every last detail taken care of, and she mentioned she doesn't have a job yet, yeah. who don't have every last detail taken care of but are taking the leap in the way that she is. Well, I think that, you know, there's that old story about college. The college professor takes out this um, big glass jar and says, you know, he puts in a bunch of rocks and asks if it's full. And the students say yes. And then he takes out a a bag of small rocks and throws it in. Is it full? They said yes. Takes a bag of dirt, shakes it in and all the cracks and it fills up. And is it full? They say yes. And then he takes out a pitcher of water from underneath the table and pours it in. And it says, is it full? They say yes. So what's the lesson? And the the professor says, there's two lessons. One is you can always fit more in. But the, to do that, you always have to put the big things in first. Right. So when we talk about planning for Aliyah, we talk about make sure the big things work. First of all, if you're an applied, can you be approved and are you going to receive the benefits? So if she, she's obviously filled out the application. She knows that she's eligible eligible for the free flight and the free health care for the first year and this, the, the financial assistance the government gives and the financial assistance Nefesh Benefesh gives. So the basic package that she knows that she'll land, she'll have free health care, and she can go to an upan is the basics. Now, which upan to go to, where to live, um, are the bigger questions that come into it. And I think that's already um, what I think holds back a lot of people um, from even coming out to these events. Um, it's definitely the phone calls and emails and Facebook messages that we receive. And I think that coming to an event or speaking to a, 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 an Aliyah professional is able to address that. And I just want to talk about the big thing for most people. She doesn't sure. have a job yet. Right. Our statistics show that it takes about six to eight months for new immigrants to find a job, which is actually a little bit lower than immigrants around the world who move from different countries. So someone's coming knowing that they're going to take about six to eight months to find a job. The government gives them health care for that period of time, and they give additional financial assistance. The, 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 the key is to know where they will find it. So if she says, I know my skill set is this, and there's jobs in Naharia or in Svat or in, or, or in Evan Shmuel or Rehovo, wherever the community is, then she has that flexibility to, you know, Push yourself in a direction. You do need. I'm going to be extremely clear here. You do need an address when you make Aliyah. Right. You need to have a location that you're going to land in. Um, the government wants to know that. We need to know that because we want to make sure that you actually will be successful. Um, but I think that at the stage that people are trying to get those big things in first, and then those details will come into focus um, to make that decision when you. So uh, funny you mentioned Evan Shmuel, by the way. I was surprised to hear a couple of people moving there. I, I was surprised to hear that, that any Anglo's are living there at all. It, it's. I, this is one, I'm, I'm giving a session today. I think it's around, uh, here's on the clock. It's at 1 o'clock, finding your community in Israel. And the number one question that I know it's going to be asked is, what's the next, and they'll say, what's the next Modi'in? And you or, think this is and, it? And I'm not saying it, but I'm saying that one of the things that comes up is that there are people are looking for or, where it's going to be going to be great for Anglos, but Anglos haven't made the price go up yet. So Evan Shmuel is one of the places that's being talked about. I think definitely Beersheva is a topic that comes up. Uh, there's incredible opportunities in the south. Um, uh, Rehovot is coming up in a lot of mentions. I just found out here that there's a Garin Torani um, uh, that's, being st- that's, that's working there to help uh, religious couples and religious families move there. Um, I think Carmiel is one of these options because there's actually, I, I think I mentioned this previously, there's a young Israel there. Um, like, oh, wow, like, there's already some of the infrastructure that, that we're used to. So people are, are looking for those places. And Carmiel way up north. Uh, north, wondering. yes. So I think that people are looking for these places that, um, they're not ready to be that pioneer, the first person that's going to go there, but already families have started moving there. And I, I, I th- I've mentioned this a few times. So I, I've been living in Israel 14, uh, 14 years now, and I moved with my, myself, my two bags. I got on the plane. It was easy. I was 25 at the time, um, and it was simpler. But my wife moved in 87 when she was younger, and there was 40 families that went to the Merkaz Klita from North America, and they moved out to these new communities. Um, you may have heard of some of them somewhere in Harnof. <laughs> 
<laughs> somewhere in a frat in remote. And this is 1987, yeah. and they didn't, and they turned into these Anglo cities, these populations where there are great schools and great infrastructure. And I think Olim of today, or the Nefesh Menefesh Olim of today, are looking for those new places. And it's happening because when Modi, when Renana turned into Renana, and now Modi'in turned to Modi'in. Rabbi Fast is famous for saying is that about five, six years ago, Modi'in asked to come to the mega event because right. they wanted to put up a table here. Now we can't get them to come because uh, people know about Modi'in and we get one person who's going to come to help you know, organize their arrival, but they're not marketing housing to Modi'in because it's already, uh, it, the prices have already popped that's there. So I think that places like Evan Shmuel and Rehovot and, and, uh, and even Kiryat Gat, which is a place that Intel is investing in, and we know a few pioneers that are, are trying to get their first houses there and get into the Kfutzat Rikisha, a group purchase there. Um, it, we're going to hear in 10 years from now, it's like, oh, my goodness, it's, it, the prices have gone up. It's going to be the, the Yad Bin Yamin, um, where people are like, wow, it's the perfect place. The location is wonderful. But now, you know, as a North American, I can't get a housing there because uh, they're, they're all taken. Which communities, or give me a couple of examples, are doing the marketing here? Are there? Um, we have, uh, first of all, we have a lot of representatives from the Negev and Galil here that talk about different opportunities in the North. Um, we do have um, the representative from Jerusalem Municipality. Um, it is the number one destination for North American Olim, um, no matter what, year in, year out. I think it's... Even among young people? Even amongst young people. Uh, first of all, the Jewish Agency has a great program, Upanetzion, that brings uh, brings them to study there. Um, I think we can't get away from uh, the Passover Seder, um, from the end <laughs> of Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur Seder, where we say, you know, it is still this destination. But what happens is, um, and I don't want to ruin this, but there's there's a, there's a bounce rate that people get. Their dream is to live in Jerusalem, and then once they arrive, they realize their dream is actually to live in Israel. And it opens up the opportunities when they say, wow, there are ways to, there's a world outside of there. And I think that's why we invest in bringing these communities here. Is that it shows that, you know, Yushalayim is wonderful. I'm a, I'm a paid, uh, paid resident citizen. I pay full taxes. It's wonderful. I love the city. Don't, don't charge me extra for my Arnona. Um, <laughs> it's a wonderful city. But it's, um, a lot of people are saying, wow, th- there's, a, there's a world that's outside there that I can say, hmm, I can live in the suburbs. We have, um, we have I mean, someone on staff here lives in Sur Hadassah, which is a lesser known suburb that's outside of there. Across the street from uh, Beitar. Yeah, Beitar. So, the, and, and we have the, the, the opportunity to bring people to communities to make sure that they, they know what they're getting involved in. Uh, you can do your own show, you know. No, it's you. You ask the questions. No, I, I don't I, know. You I bring think, it out I think you're great at this. My father always said I had a face for radio. So and I, the I most can. diabolical thing Nefesh Nefesh did to me is make this program three hours instead of two because I'm already feeling terrible that I am here in the United States. It's not even noon yet. Imagine that. No, <laughs> no. I think that, listen, I... I, I'm, I'm here for about maybe seven or eight Shabbats a year um, because of work. Um, my mom loves it. I get to see her and my brother oh, and, my, and my family and my cousins. Um, and it's, uh, it's important to say that I think us Israelis, especially Arlene, don't, we, we, we're not judgmental. I mean, I think yeah, there's... Yeah, I wasn't the, claiming I, it you're judgmental. I'm judgmental. Not me. I want to say this because if you go on Facebook, you'll see that there's a lot of these people that, that will make the, the judgmental comments and, and, right. and have this attitude. But it's, it's about the opportunity. And I think that um, if you had the opportunity to read Rabbi Fass's, um, uh he had a great editorial just this last week in, in, yeah, in the link. Um, it is about the opportunity for people. And if you take that feelings of, the, of this excitement and, and don't see it as, uh, as, as guilt or feeling bad about it, but to turn it into saying, what can I do for Israel? What can I do for Am Yisrael? And I think that um, with all the talk that I heard this Shabbos about the pol- political situation or the tone of the conversation, whether it's about shuls and communities or the national 
national political conversation. Um, what's interesting is that um, it, for a lot of the conversation, it turns back to what's happening in Israel. Right. And to be able to sit in those front row seats and to be able to actually have to go into the ballot and have to choose between someone to vote for, um, it's an awesome responsibility for those, who be, those of us who are able to do it. Not always easy to figure out who to vote for in Israel either, you know. So I actually, I actually spoke to a group and I said that one of the biggest um, challenges for Olim uh, when they get to Israel is that there's three big questions is um, what's your name going to be, um, who you're going to vote for, and what you want to be when you grow up. And I said it's important because people always ask these s small questions, but my name, for example, it's Mark Rosenberg, but you know my, my, my Hebrew name is Moshe Nachman. And uh, when I moved to Israel, like, am I going to be Mark? I'm going to be Moshe. And, if, and I spelled Mark as Memrish Kuf instead of Marak. I don't want to be soup. <laughs> so like this identity crisis about what you're going to be called in Israel. So, you have, so you're Nachum, so you'll be Nachum in Israel. Yeah, yeah. To, so it's, it's, it's easier for you. So I had an identity crisis. And number, number three was what are you going to be when you grow up is that your dream was to move to Israel. So what's going to happen next? You achieved your dream. And question number two, I said, is who are you going to vote for? A lot of people here in the U.S., the, the, the foreign policy issues, uh, the security is the number one issues. And I get this question. My mom even calls me up and says, so is Israel going to bomb Iran? I was like, I don't know. The prime minister hasn't called me. Um, but in Israel, we're talking about, you know, you go in the booth, do you vote for uh, civil issues or security? And it, a lot of times here, security is the number one issue for you here because the perspective of Israel, you don't see the civil society issues. But for once you're in Israel, your, your shift changes. And I see people's politics moving right or moving left because your perspective changes when you're in Israel. Excellent analysis. I love that. So that's Excellent. one of the challenges for Olim. Um, and that's when you walk into the booth. It's like, oh, I'm really casting, I'm, I'm really casting a ballot. And there's going to be compromise afterwards because we have an interesting coalition political system that forces, forces Jews to try and find ways to work together. Our booth is going to be interesting in November, I'll tell you that much. It's it's it's, it's, I think it's important to have their perspectives about it. Um, and I think that uh, for everything we talk about, the discourse um, about Israelis have this gruff appearance to us. Um, I think that you the discourse is really important. And I think that one of the things that Nefesh Benefesh does a really great job, um, and it's not us, Nefesh Benefesh Olim, is that we offer a living bridge for people to really make that connection. Um, and I think it's easier than ever. It's easier than ever to make Aliyah because of what Nefesh Benefesh has done with the government. And it's easier to make Aliyah because of Mark Zuckerberger and Al Gore and the internet and connections that people talk to real life people who are here and there and, 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 and they have that connection and they can find out what's really happening in your living room I know you have family in Israel so you're able to say hey well, you know what's really going on there and you get answers that are below that political level um, to understand uh, the, the real impact that people are going through Mark Rosenberg director of Prealiad department Nefesh Ben Nefesh always a pleasure it's to a speak pleasure to you. it's a pleasure I really hope that people um, who are listening who aren't here um, will really take advantage of either calling us at 18664 you can always email me at mark, M-A-R-C, at nbn.org.io. Our, our job is to make your Aliyah dream come true. Um, it's, it's a cliche to say. You know, we talk about this. But um, we have, when we have a life, and I, this is, I guess, the message I would love to throw out there. If you have a, a dream of living in Israel, let's not make it a regret. Let's make it possible. It might take us a year. It might take us a few years. But um, anything that we could do to make that possible would be our professional pleasure. And uh, I personally enjoy it as well. Call a kavod. Thank, Thank you, you, Mark Rosenberg. Have a wonderful day. Amazing. More coming up. Keep it here at the Nachum Single Network. We are live at the NVN Mega Event in New York City. Mark Rosenberg is amazing. <laughs> i
It's the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks for listening in from around the world. Much appreciated. We're at NachumSiegel.com. We're at jmnam.org. We're at the NSN app. We uh, thank everybody for listening in, and we are at the NBN Mega Event, Nefesh Benefesh Mega Event in New York City here at the Crown Plaza Times Square. Our good friend Aaron Leibowitz is here. Aaron, you may recall, and his family moved to Israel about a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago, Nachum. We were on that flight. Yes. And a year and a half later, you would say what to those who are tuned in? I am blessed and fortunate uh, that me, my wife, and our three children are living in Israel. It's, uh, it's the greatest decision we've ever made. Um, and uh, thank God every single day that we wake up and get to look out our windows in Modi'in and see Hare Yushalayim. Uh, it's breathtaking. It's fabulous. Our kids, thank God, are integrating nicely. Um, and uh, awesome. That's what I have to say. Is Not much more you can ask for, huh? No. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here act- at the mega event. This is actually my first mega event uh, with Nefesh Benefesh. Before I was making Aliyah, I never came to this event. Um, but now I'm here as a professional working for Nefesh Benefesh, and it's truly uh, inspiring. Uh, so how did here. you start your exploration, if not for the mega event? Well, I... I I didn't come to the mega event, but I did a lot of exploration offline um, and working with the Nefesh Benefesh team uh, with phone calls and meetings, um, which was very helpful. Um, I have to tell you, my sister my sister made Aliyah with Nefesh Benefesh about 13 years ago. They were <laughs> part of the original group. Wow. Um, so they're, thank God they're a family of seven. Um, and when we made Aliyah, when you were on the flight, we came with my, my wife and our three children, came with my sister-in-law and her family, another five kids. So together we were a a family of 17 making Aliyah over the past 13 years, which is really phenomenal. Um, and every day I think about it, um, we could never have done it without Nefesh Benefesh. Um, you know, not, not that we receive financial assistance from them, which they do help people right. with financial assistance, but in terms of creating a movement within North America that Aliyah is, as John Medved called it, cool, and that you could come to Israel and be successful and make a contribution um, as a North American Ole, uh, that's the greatness of what Nefesh Benefesh has achieved uh, in helping us make Aliyah. Well, it's an amazing achievement. You now serve Aaron Leibowitz is here as Director of Community Development for Nefesh Benefesh, and that means? And that means... 
um, exactly sharing the message of Nefesh Benefesh and the communities around North America, developing partnerships with lay leaders and rabbinic leaders and communal leaders to share that Nefesh Benefesh is here to service the North American, North American community, to make Aliyah a reality for people. What communities, or maybe give me an example or two, have been very receptive to your message? You know, I, people ask me that all the time. I'm wondering. Who hasn't been receptive that they ask me? Well, but I have to tell you. I could hear plenty of who hasn't. I, I have to tell you. Every community that I've gone to and meetings that I've that I've had, everybody's been very receptive. Um, I, 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 we're we're like a Fortune 500 company. We're like Coca-Cola. Everybody loves us. Uh, they like have, the brand. They love the brand, <laughs> um, and people are, are are choosing the brand. As you see from here at this mega right. event, they're they're making Aliyah. 3,800 people made Aliyah with us last year. Um, so uh, everybody loves it. Everybody's grappling with how they can develop their relationship with Israel and take the next step. Um, but it's been very, very warm and inviting. And I also do fundraising for Nefesh Benefesh. Um, and every single meeting that I've had, has nobody's kicked me out of their office. They love what we're doing. They love what they're hearing. They love the success stories. They love the fact that 90% of our Olim have actually remained in, in uh, That's Israel, remarkable, yeah. which is remarkable. Um, and they love seeing the success and love seeing that people living out the dream of what generations have wished for um, of seeing people come home and live in Eretz Israel. It is an amazing feeling and you're getting to as many communities as you can around the country, right? As many communities. We're talking about, we have Olim coming from Kansas, from Minnesota, from Los Angeles, from Dallas to Houston to Maine, um, all over. I mentioned that, uh, you know, when you're on the flight and you hear, you know, especially we're given statistics, things to discuss, 25, 30, 35 states being represented. But then, of course, between the mega event going around the country, people like yourself yeah. speaking to people in remote areas like you just described, you're going to get people from everywhere everywhere to start making Aliyah. Everywhere. It's, uh, it's fascinating. We had a lone soldier program, um, which we are in charge of kids who come to make Aliyah and go into the army. Um, and the Lone Soldier program, you see these young heroes, men and women, and they're from Oklahoma and Tulsa and uh, Detroit and all these countries, all these communities across North America. You're like, what? And you're like, yeah, they're there. They're feeling Jewish. They feel the Jewish pride and they want to give back. I always say that, and we say this every summer when we're on the flight, there's a group of parents in our community across the board, religious, not observant, et cetera, et cetera, who are doing an amazing job raising kids with Israel values. It's really unbelievable. The beauty of Nefesh Benefesh is, is we live in a time where there's so much machloket, you know, strife and argument between people in our community. But the fascinating thing is, is that for 12 hours, we get them on a plane and you have Jews of all different colors and stripes and sizes, reformed, conservative, unaffiliated, atheist, for 12 hours are sharing a momentous experience, loving each other, and they're always going to remember that. They're going to they have made Aliyah and remember that one time that they were on a plane with a variety and different stripes and flavored Jews and had that unbelievable Jewish experience. It's really it's remarkable. Aaron Leibowitz, Director of Community Development, Nefesh Benefesh. A pleasure to reunite with you in this Nahum, way. it is such a treat. Thank Every you. single time I see you, I, it brings back the memories of my Aliyah day. And thank you for your, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your support <laughs> and thank you for your love of Eretz Israel and, and educating the North American community about the Medinat Israel and our, and our strength and the connection. So we're, thank you. We're trying our best in this limited capacity that we have compared thank to you. you, who's living in Israel. It makes, makes it much easier for you to be an ambassador. You're a tremendous resource. <laughs> you're a you. tremendous uh, role model and hero for all of us. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. There he is, Aaron Leibowitz. You are listening to the Nachum Single Network and our coverage of the NBN Nefesh Benefesh mega event in New York City. And I thank all of you for tuning in and being part of this incredible experience. Here's Shlomo Katz.
It's Nahum Siegel Network. You're listening at jmdm.org, nahumsegel.com, NSN app. You can comment on the app anywhere around the world. I want to welcome Mayor Kruder, who's here, Kruder Photography. He's snapping away some photos of the proceedings here. Cheni Teichman and Yehudit Kazowski have been introduced to me. Who's Cheni? Me. Hi, how are you, Cheni? Good, how are you? Cheni Teichman from where? Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. How do you like that? And Yehudit Kazowski from? Los Angeles. Also Los Angeles, yes. California. The two of them, these two uh, young ladies, from what I'm told, are ready to make Aliyah. Is that accurate? Yeah. When did you make this decision? Uh, a long time ago. 
but finally making it come true. Well, how long ago did you make this decision? Uh, seven years ago. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. And you finally have decided that this is it. Yeah. And are you are you uh, are you related? Are you a team? We're sisters. Um, oh, you're sisters. I'm making out with my husband, and oh, my sisters coming. <laughs> okay. Now let me yell at my team who didn't let me know that they're sisters. <laughs> Sorry, we don't look alike. So um, you're going with your family, and you're going with my sister. The, the sister. There you go. All right. Now I now I get it. Everyone's from Los Angeles. So in LA, yeah. not just here in New York, but in LA, there's an Aliyah frenzy as well, huh? Do you know a lot of people you grew up with who... Uh, uh, we've been out of L.A. for yeah. so long, so... Uh, now you're in the New York area? Yeah. All right, what was the most difficult part of this process? Or because of Nefesh Benefesh, there was no difficult part to this process. Uh, it's pretty been uh, smooth sailing. We got our forms fill out, just waiting to schedule an interview. Um, so we're pretty good. Where are you going to be living? Modine. And you? I'm still up for debate. Well, what do you think? What are the possibilities? Uh, oh, very nice. Yeah. That's a nice place. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so, you have a, so you're heading toward finalizing where you're going to be living. Everyone have jobs? Are we all set? Uh, not yet. We're both, me and my husband and I are working on that now. Okay. And what flight are you on? Do you know when you're going to be going? What month? August. So we don't know the dates yet, but in August. That's flight. the one to be on, right? That's the big yeah. flight of the year. All right. Also August? Yes. Very nice. So what do your parents think about all this? They're happy about it. Um, they're Israeli, so... They're excited ah. for us to go back. Very um, nice. Yeah. Uh, maybe this will encourage them to go. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Have they expressed that yet or not? Uh, down the line. They're hinting toward <laughs> and it. how many kids end up in Israel. So. How many are you total? Four. All right. So we're halfway there, right? Yeah. Chani Teichman and Yehudit Kazowski. They're getting set for Aliyah this summer in August. And um, it sounds like the experience so far has been very smooth. Yeah. I thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. And good luck to you. Thank you. There you have it. Young people in our audience. There it says you can't believe the sisters, right? Yeah. Nobody nobody watching can believe the sisters. <laughs> Speaking of watching, by the way, you can see the video. Are we up on the homepage? We're up on the homepage right now, NahumSiegel.com. If you go to NahumSiegel.com, you can watch all the proceedings here. Go to NahumSiegel.com. You can watch everything that's happening right here at the NBN Nefesh Benefesh Mega Event. Simple as that. Sessions going on all through the day in different areas. General programming, check-in and registration happening now until 1 p.m. Eastern time. And then, of course, uh, those who are students and young professionals are encouraged to come here toward the latter part of the day. And there will be many sessions and networking opportunities are going to be happening during that time. Uh, and you'll be able to go ahead and... Uh, you'll be able to go ahead and be part of the um, experience here at Nefesh Benefesh. More coming up. Keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network, everybody. This is Yomi Lowy from his brand new album, and we will continue with more. Bechalatoy, 
Lowey, brand new from his uh, CD entitled Kol Hatov. We are uh, at the NBN Mega Event. NBN.org.il is the web address. NBN.org.il, 8664-ALIYAH, 866-4-ALIYAH. You can watch everything that's happening here, our uh, webcast, by going to the homepage. Go to NahumSiegel.com. Go to the homepage. You can see the entire thing right now in video form. Again, go to NahumSiegel.com for all of that. Michelle Kaplan-Green is with us. She directs Go North. Am I right? Correct. How are you? Good. It's You've great to be here. Before, right? Absolutely. Nice to see you again. So I find out there's a young Israel in Carmiel. There is. That's Led by one of our olim. That's it what was happened? Founded, yeah. It was founded <laughs> by Rabbi Ephraim Schwartz, who made Aliyah with his family from Seattle. Oh, now I remember that story. Correct. I remember yeah. that story. Back in 2010. It's right. It's a thriving so he, community. So he's gone ahead. And uh, what type of Anglo community is up there now in terms of, in terms of numbers? Um, so... That's one community. That's a growing community. Are we there 100 families in Carmiel of Anglos? Could there be that there many? Are, yeah, there are easily 100 really? families of Anglos in Carmiel, um, a diverse group. The Young Israel is growing. There are also Anglos that are choosing to integrate more into Kihilot that have Israelis as well, some of them who are more comfortable in Hebrew, and others who want to springboard a Raliyah what on a social level. What community <laughs> has... Uh, has blossomed since the last time we spoke in the last year. Has a community up north really blossomed? So Kiryat Shmuel, which is a neighborhood just outside of Haifa, sure. um, One of the is Kiryats. fantastic. Right, but um, it, that's fantastic. That's a very strong community. Um, very Hamish. A lot of people really help each other out in terms of finding jobs, helping with schools, babysitting. Um, Shirim, it's fantastic. And years ago, yeah. there were no Americans up there. Not at all. Now, as a matter of fact, the first people all were fluent in Hebrew, and now people are able to make Aliyah directly there and then learn Hebrew. It's pretty amazing, I'll tell you. Uh, why did Go North work? Was it that the central part of the country simply got very expensive or crowded or all those things? All those things, plus the idea that people really want to be pioneers. They want to be modern chalutzim. And going to the center of Israel, Aliyah is fantastic and wonderful and kol hakavod. But if you want to take that extra step, or if you want to be an out-of-town, have an out-of-town aliyah, then you have that opportunity in places also like Nahariya. As a matter of fact, just Nahariya. this past Shabbat, we had a community Shabbat sponsored by the city of Carmiel, the Ministry of Negev Galil, and Nefesh Benefesh Go North. And the community got together, um, both Olim and Israelis, and they had a Friday night dinner, which was in different people's homes. Then they had Shirim afterwards. And then on Shabbat morning, they had tefillot together, and they had a joint lunch in one of the local hotels. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, so it's really about growing community. And we didn't mention Spot, we didn't mention Katsurin, all right. the Yeshuvim. But again, I mean, a place and like so Spot is attracting Anglos? Spots are a magnet. It's, um, it's fantastic. Spot's a place where 
people can be both spiritual and grow their careers, grow their families, and there's so many different ways. It's such, it's truly a mosaic, and people find their niche. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Kaplan Green is with us, talking about go north. What about incentives? Is there a reason aside from uh, all these things you just mentioned why a family would decide to go up north? Is there a benefit to it financially? Um, so there are financial benefits. There's a new program that's being offered just this year. We're rolling it out today by the Ministry of Negev and Galil, which is focusing on Aliyah to specific cities within the north and actually within the south, too. In the north, give me a couple of examples. Um, Carmiel, Nahariya, Akko, which has a growing Dati community. Akko. Yes. Um, Tiveria, Tzvat. That's Katsurin. So those are a few examples of places where the program will take place. And what they're offering is help with rent, uh, help on people's rent in their first year of Aliyah, tutoring for children to help them move along forward at their pace, after school help in their own homes, as well as financial assistance to help you rent a car so you can get things done, get started, even if you're not ready to buy a car, cultural events, country club, <laughs> you know, whatever it takes to really build your life and integrate when you may not yet have employment. Um, you mentioned Kiryat Shmuel before. Right. Spot, etc. Any specific industries that people are in, or there's all type of employment up there. You know what? Thank God, we run the gamut. Our Aleem run the gamut, and the employment opportunities abound. People are finding jobs, and they're working in the north. Because often you see when a specific neighborhood or community swells, you mm -hmm. see because they're attracting you know people who work in a certain area, certain industry, certain type of jobs. But it's not like that, huh? So fortunately, it's not because it keeps the communities diverse. It keeps opportunities open. English speakers are still something unique in certain companies. Certainly when you go into the Galileon, the Upper Galilee, there are fewer English speakers, so people can use those skills as a marketing tool. But um, physicians, we right. have a number of hospitals that are hiring. guess they're needed everywhere. Mm -hmm. Michelle hey. Kaplan-Green, Go North. What do people do? do they, uh, if they're specifically interested in the northern part of Israel, do they just go on the website and they'll see a whole thing there about it? So email us. I'm Michelle Kaplan-Green, but you're welcome to email our department at gonorth.org.il. That's it. Simple okay. as that. Keep it simple. Keep it quick. We'd love to talk to you. A pleasure to see you again. <laughs> it's amazing to us just what's happening in the northern part of Israel. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so Michelle much. Michelle Kaplan-Green, Go North, uh, one of the most uh, incredible initiatives that Nevesh Benevesh has introduced, and so far an extremely successful one. Uh, information, 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-ALIYAH, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H, and of course, nbn.org.il. It's nbn.org.il. Plenty more coming up if you keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, don't forget that the video of everything, of all the proceedings that are going on here today, is available to you. All you got to do is go to uh, NahumSiegel.com. That's right. Go to NahumSiegel.com right now. On the homepage, you will see the video. Check it out and enjoy. Here's brand new Lenny Solomon. Hashem, Mishpachot Amim 
Network, and we are live at the NBN Nevis Benevis Mega Event in New York City on this Sunday. And I thank you all for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. You can see all the proceedings right now at NachumSiegel.com. It's, it's on the website. It's on the homepage of the website, the video of everything that's happening. It's, uh, it's there on the homepage right this moment. Yisrael and Chaviva Yanover are here. Yisrael and Chaviva, shalom. Welcome to the show. Hi. Shalom, shalom. I hear you have an amazing story. Who's going to tell it? Um, he is, he is. Go ahead, Yisrael. Tell us this amazing story. I know we have an amazing story, but um, we have a very classic story, I think. Um, we're both now 22. We made Maliyah um, just over three years ago. Uh, we made Aliyah with Garin Sabar and Nefesh Benefesh. Um, the first time we met um, was on the Nefesh flight, actually. We're on the same flight. Um, I helped her with her bags. Um, and then we ended up in the same Garin, on the same keyboard. So Garin is a Basically, you make Aliyah with Karin Sabar, you make Aliyah with um, a group of like-minded um, youngsters who are also looking to make Aliyah and join the army. Um, and yeah, and then we ended up on the same keyboards. And after... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, um, after, yeah, it took some time and things happened. Then we both joined the army. Um, we started going out pretty before the army already. And we both joined the army to different units. Javi was... Um, she was a commander in a course called Course Native, which is um, a course that helps um, New Olim, New immigrants, um, Russians, Ethiopians, Americans sometimes, um, to, to, do, to go through the conversion process easier while they're in the army. 
Um, I was in Golani. Um, and yeah, I mean, army service took very typical course. Um, while I was in the army, it was at Suketan. Um, what's it called in English? Uh, protective, uh, protective Edge. edge. Yeah, protective Edge. We actually got engaged right beforehand, uh, about a month before um, the whole um, Balagan started. And we were engaged while, uh, while I went to Gaza. And the one time when I came out of Gaza, is actually, um, I spoke to Khabib, I tried to manage to get a phone. We weren't allowed phones. I managed to get a phone from someone, and I, I called up my called up Khabib, and I managed to call my mother up, and my mother said to her, to me, she said, um, and did you hear the news? And the Khabib would tell you. Um, and I said, no. So she said, yeah, uh, you have a date. We didn't have a date for when we were getting married. So they decide on a date when you're getting married. So I went back into Gaza, and I was like, yes, I have a, you know, we're good. We're getting out of here. I have a date. <laughs> a have, a, day. have a date for a wedding. Make um, sure I get out of here safe. Yeah, now I have, now, you know, I have a good goal. But... Um, yeah, we, we both finished the army now. We're both, uh, we just finished the army. We just came to visit. We traveled around um, Southeast Asia for a few months. Um, so now we're visiting family, and we figured we'd stop by here. <laughs> you figured you'd stop by here. Uh, so why are you here? What's the real reason why you're in the, the mega event? In the mega event, because um, we're starting a new, like, a whole different direction in our lives. We're be we before we made Aliyah with, um, with programs, we're going for the army. Now we're, we're beginning school. We're beginning to, you know, whether it's renting apartment or, or whatever tax it is, or having to deal with all the ridiculous bureaucracy that's in Israel. Um, so we figured we'd come here, see if we can get some answers, and yeah. And it's nice to also see what's going on. How's the NBN staff doing so far on those answers? They're doing all right? Or? Um, I think our questions are a little bit you know, deeper in than uh, it's expected here, because most people right. as opposed to made. So we're working on it. I got you. What was the Army experience like for you? For me, um, the army was definitely something different. I didn't know what on earth to expect when I went in, but it's Where are you from originally? I'm from New York, from the Upper West Side of Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> the army was incredible. It was something that is the only, the best way to get into Israeli society that I could possibly imagine. Um, and it was one. I'm very happy I did it. It's definitely an experience I would never have gotten again in my life. It built me as a person. It built me as as a Jew, as an Israeli. Um, it was a really great experience in general. Hard. Very difficult, though, too. Yisrael and Chaviva Yanabar are here. Um, for those who missed it at the beginning, you literally met on the flight to Israel. Yep. That's how you first met. On the yep. plane, right? So if anybody's wondering if, the, uh, if there are people who met on the flight and ended up you know, getting married, <laughs> you're, you're, you're proof positive for that. It's pretty amazing, and the whole, the whole thing must be, it must be crazy when you think about it. The whole coincidence, the whole, you know. Right? I don't know if we think about it too much. It's just our <laughs> life. That's you know? life. It's right? our life. <laughs> where are you living now? So now we were living on um, Kibbutz Tiratzvi, where they're doing the duration of army service. Now we don't actually have a home. Um, our stuff's in storage. When we get back, the plan is to move to Israel. Um, I'm going to start Mechina and Hebrew University in Jerusalem. I said Israel. Yeah. Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah, we're in Israel. Um, so right now we're in between places, but God willing, we'll be moving to Jerusalem. I hope a lot of people meet you today. You're very inspiring. <laughs> thank and you. And I'm sure nobody carries the message of Aliyah better than the two of you. <laughs> thank Tadar you. Abba, thank you very much. Thank you very Yisrael much. Yisrael and Chaviva Yanover, they are here as a young married couple looking for answers, but they've had an experience that most people here in this room have not yet had, including the Israeli army, which is pretty amazing. You're listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. You're watching us at NachumSiegel.com, and I thank all of you for tuning in and being part of this uh, unique experience. Those of you who are interested in Aliyah, who are uh, looking to explore what's happening here in the Tadarabah, uh, thank you. What's happening here in the, at the mega event, you could be here anytime between now and 5 p.m. 
And don't forget, the website is a wonderful resource as well, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, and of course, 8664-ALIYAH, 4 and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. Rachel Berger is here. Rachel Berger is, uh, this is not your title, is it? Director of Post Aliyah? Yeah, Director of Post Aliyah Department and Employment, I, yes. I apologize. I thought it was only Director of Employment, so I was shortchanging you. For two years. Yeah, and earlier in the week, which I really feel bad about now. She is Post Aliyah Department Director. Rachel Berger is here. It's funny, when I walked in this morning all the way until now, I've noticed how busy you've been under that big sign that says employment. Lots uh, of people want jobs. Lots of people want jobs is right. Any industries uh, throw you for a loop yet today? Or Not so yet. Far, so far, so good. Not yet. Um, one of the things we, had, we need to mention is that there's being, there is special attention being paid today to the medical profession. It is incredible how someone could walk in here today and actually get all their licenses verified, start that process, and, and get it all done on the spot. Something you could only have dreamed about years ago, right? 100%. Plus, we just had a morning meeting with uh, Yamima, who is in charge of all the licensing for psychologists, and she said that there is a tendency now to make things easier for Olin. There's a need to fill specific roles, and instead of putting any types of barriers, they're taking the barriers down and trying to stream it so that it's easier for Olin now. And that's in the area of psychology. That's in the area of psychology. It's also in the, look, we have Dr. Shannon here in the area of all medical, really. Anybody who's anybody in the medical field has got to at least explore this and 100%. see what there's to offer. And I don't know. I, I really wonder if, uh, if anybody here has expressed this to you, those in the medical field. But, you know, here in the United States, there's a big question mark about the future of the medical field. Now, I don't know if it compares yet to what's happening in Israel, etc. It's, it's hard somebody like myself completely outside the industry to judge. But has that comment come across your desk, how people are unsure of what's going to be with the future of uh, making a living in the medical field in the United States? So it has. It has. And people talk about Obamacare and how that's going to impact on them. Most of the people who want to make Aliyah want to make Aliyah. And they want to figure out where they can come and where they can contribute. One of the most exciting things about living in Israel is that you can impact. And you can make a difference. And you can start out, and you know this from our Bonetzion Awards, that you can start out as a physician in a hospital. And then you can lead and innovate a department. Come on. That's big stuff. No question about it. Certainly is good for the resume, I'll tell you that much. Rachel Berger is with us. Any other industries we need to know about? Anything else happening in the world of employment? I mean, you mentioned to us on the air, graphic art and anything having to do with computers and, and all, that, all that stuff right. is obviously still hot. What else right. do we need to know? The creative arts, right. the, um, everything that has to do with technology, whether it's data science, whether it's anybody who is an excellent communicator. Israel needs qualified English language professionals who are going to be able to communicate our message to the rest of the world. And later on today, we have a young professional panel, which is going to be, it's very exciting to me because you see these young professionals who came to Israel, young with um, not a large amount of experience who are working in top technology firms and top firms, and they're really uh, growing and developing there. When, when you talk about great communicators in, in the area of Hasbara, you mean? 
No. I mean people who can do communication representing companies, whether it's content writing, also Hasbara. But Hasbara is one narrow uh, perspective of it. When a person comes in as a good communicator, and that means web content, uh, anybody who can write public relations pieces and that kind of thing for companies, they are looking to Nefesh Benefesh for that quality of Find me a good American speaker. No, but seriously, I know, we being, get that. Yeah, I am being serious. You go Find on our me Facebook. a good American speaker. That's right. Somebody who could travel from this country with our message and get it across That's to English-speaking right. people around the Not world. Not only travel, but also all forms of communication. And you see, and you see our Olim in every single field uh, represented, uh, saying their messages. How many years are you with Nevis Nevis now? About 12. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been helping people find jobs in Israel since 96. How many jobs were available back then 12 years ago? Oh, so, yeah, it was a different scene. But the truth is also lots of things have happened, meaning the Internet and the development of technology has totally changed the way this works. Uh, We've really streamlined the employment process. So it's a lot of things coming together. Yeah, no question about it. And today, the number of jobs that you're juggling would be having and not jobs you're juggling but job openings that you could actually so we have about 100 jobs a week and we are in touch with 2200 companies and the thing that's really exciting is i had a conference uh, i think i'd mentioned this to you on the radio i had a conference with uh other people in aliyah and they were saying as i am that sometimes we have more jobs than we have people who could fill which is unbelievable it's unbelievable really is unbelievable. Rachel Berger, best way for somebody to email your department and find out about employment would be? Employment at nbn.org.il. You might be the most important department of the entire operation. We know there are a lot of important departments. There are a lot of important departments. But you might be the most important. It makes or breaks your alia. Of course. You want a good job and you want to, and you want to have a job. Right. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much. Great reuniting with you at the mega event. Are we staying here? We're going here? Uh, the Aliyah Mega event continues on this March 6th in New York City. We are here until 2 p.m. Eastern Time, but they will be here, the folks in Nefesh Benefesh, all the way until uh, 5 p.m. and beyond. You're encouraged to, to come on down. You're encouraged to come on down and be part of this incredible experience. If you're not able to make it, nbn.org.il or 8664 Aliyah. Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim.
The uh, Solomon Brothers, NBN Mega Event in New York City. Here we are, everybody. One of our favorite stops during the year is the NBN Mega Event that happens here at the Crown Plaza in New York City. Miriam Naiman, our old friend, is here. She's post-Aliyah advisor at uh, Nefesh Bin Nefesh. Miriam, welcome back to the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Post-Aliyah advisor. So they've gotten to Israel already. That's right. right? You'd think they've gone through the most difficult part of this entire process, right? Mm-hmm. But then post-Aliyah... We come and catch you as you get off the plane. Problems can arise, right? Problems can arise, unexpected challenges, what you thought might be, might not be, and we're there to guide you, to connect you, to inform you. A lot of times pre-Aliyah is about the process, and post-Aliyah is about the living. What, uh, what are good examples of this? Give me some post-Aliyah situations that have come up that would be a good indication of what people are going through. A really good example is that a person has their eyes set on a certain community and they get there and, you know, once you really experience something, you may see at the end of the day it's not what you thought it was going to be for you and you might need some guidance a little bit last minute on what would be a better choice now that you're Ooh, either People literally will make a change at that point? People will make a change even within their first few weeks of Aliyah, realizing that they could have made a different decision. It's hard to make a decision 6,000 miles away right. and you have to be ready for that little bit of a glitch and know where to turn so that the glitch can be managed and move ahead. We hear a lot about families that thank God they and their kids, the parents and the kids have adjusted well and there's great situations going on. What's the, 
what's the average situation? The average situation is, is smooth transition, but some bumps in the road. What would you say would be the average situation of families that move to Israel when you see them post Aliyah? I would say the average situation is a smooth transition with, just like you said, bumps in the road. Life has bumps in the road. And when you have those bumps in a new country, when you're trying to adjust to new aspects of living, new educational system, new banking, new health care, uh, new hummus. Hummus is a lot better in Israel than it is in America. <laughs> so all of these takes just a little bit of hand-holding to smooth yourself over. And sometimes, Nahum, the hardest thing is to know how to ask. And right. it's really important to ask. How to seek help. Um, Miriam Naiman is Post Aliyah Advisor at Nefesh Benefesh. NBN.org.il is the website. NBN.org.il. Words of encouragement for those who are here today and wondering if this is the right move for them. What would you say? I would say that Israel is home for everyone. And it's really important to take that next step towards making Israel your home in the right time that works for you and your family. Miriam, thank you. My pleasure. Thank Great you. Great seeing you. Best yeah. regards to all of our common relatives. Miriam Naiman is Post Aliyah Advisor at Nefesh Benefesh. The mega event is going on as we speak. You can go to NahumSiegel.com, the homepage of NahumSiegel.com right now, and you can uh, experience all this by watching what's happening online. Go to NahumSiegel.com. The homepage has the video as it's happening right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
you're listening to the Nachum Siegel Network, and uh, oh, sorry about that, ZK. There we go. You're listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. Congratulations to all the winners of the big Nevesh Benefesh raffle number one. Raffle number one, the uh, Hebrew language program went to Yosef Robinson, the washing machine to Harriet Zoldan, the oven to Leora Landman, the fridge to Chaviva Yanover. Congratulations, Chaviva. She was sitting with us with her uh, husband just a few minutes ago. They were telling their story about meeting on the flight, the Nevesh Benevesh flight, so they've got a brand new fridge. And the flight goes to Barry Weinstein. So Mazal Tov, there'll be more raffles coming up later on. I want to thank our staff who is here. I want to thank Miriam L. Wallach. Jamie Turkel, Yoni Pollock, ZK, of course, behind all the controls. Uh, Cruder Photography represented today by uh, Mayor Cruder himself, who is here. And a big thank you to uh, everybody, the entire team, that makes it possible to uh, go ahead and do all of this. And my next guest is... Rebecca Perlman. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? <laughs> A pleasure. Rebecca Perlman is living in Israel, correct? Yep, in Tel Aviv. In Tel Aviv. How long have you been there? Two years. Oh, very nice. Yeah. You were just in Tel Aviv a couple of weeks ago. It's quite a place. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> you always knew you wanted to live there? Yeah, for a really long time. I went to um, like a very Zionistic school my whole life, and then I went there for the year, and I was going to make Aliyah, but then I got into Stern, and I got a scholarship, and my mom was like, go, 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 go. And then when I was graduating, I got a good job, and I got a good apartment. My mom's like, you can't go. You can't go. You have to stay. You have to stay. And then I, <laughs> that's my husband, yeah. and then I was working for, <laughs> for NCSY and um, for summer programs. So I got to go to Israel like two or three times a year. And then I thought it would quench my thirst, but it didn't. So I just left everything and went. And then wow. I met my husband a week later. <laughs> in Israel? Yeah, in Ulpan. Oh my gosh, I'll tell you. <laughs> God is shining on you, I'll tell you that much. Um, so, what, has there been anything difficult about this process for you? Yeah, a lot, a lot of things, but um, like when you, when you live in Israel, you live in just one huge keila, like you live in one huge community. So, for example, my husband and I, we were learning Hebrew. We were in Ulpan when we started dating, so we didn't, <laughs> we didn't attend as much as we should have because we were <laughs> a little busy. So, um, like I've always worked in jobs where it's been Hebrew speaking, so that's helped me, and I have a lot of Israeli friends. But for example, like my landlord, like he doesn't really owe us anything. We pay our rent and he's constantly helping us and calling us and asking us, I don't want you to get, I don't want something to happen. So let me call and change your electricity for you. And let me call and change your name for this. And there was something wrong with our car and he helped us. He called and spoke in Hebrew and arranged everything. And just, it's crazy how like there's always someone or somebody helping us and it gets very difficult. But whenever I'm like, oh, I can't do this. It's so hard. I can't speak the Hebrew. I don't know what to do. I have 30 people I can call who owe me nothing. A so. real extended family. A huge one. What neighborhood of Tel Aviv are you in? I live next to Kikarabin. Oh, you're right there. I live on the corner. Unbelievable. You're in the middle yeah. of everything. Mm -hmm. And in general, I hear Tel Aviv is, uh, is attracting all types of people constantly. Yeah. It's great. We live, um, we go to a great shul. And we just live, it's like a very cool city to live in because every Friday night, like everyone's going to a Friday night dinner. And then like when you leave Friday night dinner, like all the restaurants are open, all the bars are open. But from let's say like when Shabbos starts until like 9 p.m., the streets are quiet and closed. And it's all types of people live there. Lots of young people, lots of young couples. Um, it's really just 
a very great place to be. Where are you from originally? Montreal. Oh, very nice. And then I lived in New York for like eight, seven years. Rebecca Perlman, she lives in Tel Aviv. What would you say to people who are considering this process, who are ready to walk in here today and start exploring Aliyah? That you, you don't want to look at your life in, in 80 years and be like, I didn't do something because I was scared or I didn't do something because it was hard. It's, it's worth it to try. And I know for myself that I was really nervous and that I had a lot going for me here. But I tried and it paid off. So there's just nothing to be scared of. What a great message. Thank you, and best regards to your husband, who's, I assume, on FaceTime as we speak, <laughs> right? That's him. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Inspiring words from Rebecca Perlman, who's from Montreal and now lives in Tel Aviv with her husband. She understands the value of walking into the mega event and exploring Aliyah and thinking of it as a possibility and making it a reality. It's very inspiring meeting people like this who have an uh, unbridled desire to get to Israel ASAP and to be part of what's happening on a daily basis in the Holy Land. And one of the best things about being here at the mega event is not just that we meet people from all different places in North America, but we meet people from all places in Israel now. We meet people who are uh, all over the place, north, south, east, west, of course in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv and other major cities, but it's just incredible how many people you meet that have a, uh, a unique vision of the Holy Land based on, the, uh, based on where they live now. Just incredible. More coming up from the NBN, Nefesh Benefesh Mega Event in New York City. You are listening to the Nachum Siegel Network.
It's an Alcom Siegel Network, uh, and uh, surprise, surprise, talk about a scoop. Is this a scoop? I guess it's a scoop. The way the, the, way the reaction that I saw must be a scoop. I don't think so. <laughs> Mayor Ferdig and Hani Ferdig are here at the uh, NBN Mega Event. So is this it? Is it from here to the airport? Or well, we that's what we told our kids, actually. We told, we told Dovey we're going to get the passports out, and yeah. then after this thing, uh, we're going we're gonna to tell them that they should just meet us at the corner, and we go right to the plane. That's it. That's that's how that works. This isn't is how a mega event happens. By the way, no joke. There was somebody here earlier who's booked for March thirteenth. Really? Yeah. So you know, for a flight March thirteenth. So. so they're just doing their planning yeah, now. I mean, that seems like they're cutting it a little close. Well, they're finishing up their plans and <laughs> getting all the forms in and all that holy stuff. Cow. It is a holy cow. It's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. So what do you think? Is this one of those? Uh, you know, it's too good to not explore. It's too good of an idea not to at least explore it. Is that it? I actually had a very interesting thought this morning. Um, my, my mother said to me recently, you know, because we've been saying to her, you know, we're thinking about this. And we are at this point just thinking about it because, you know, we've got older kids. It's complicated, you know. And, um, but I, I have started telling my mother that, you know, we really are thinking about this just to sort of prepare her, soften the, <laughs> soften the, soften the ground a little bit. And um, she, not that we grew up in a home that, not that we were raised without Israel. Of course, we, you know, we, we, we did it, but it's not like we were this you know, super, right. super Zionistic. We're all just you know, a step away from the airport kind of. It's not, it wasn't our upbringing. But it occurred to me this morning, believe it or not, and you're going to love this, that 20, what, six years now that I've been involved with JM and the AM um, has definitely had an impact on my thinking about this. And I never realized it before until this morning. Wow. I'm serious. Well, that's, you know, for I, me, that's a wow. It's so obvious in retrospect. Like, how did I not realize that? But it, it never occurred to me before. Like, we're, I mean, obviously, my home, education, MTA, all that's, you know, you spend a year and a half in Israel and yeshiva. But really, the, you know, the, the, the uh, atmosphere of the show and, and, and your messaging about this forever um, has clearly had a bigger impact on me than I realized. And it just never dawned on me. Wow. Can't thank you enough for that. I that's thought a, you would appreciate that's that. That's an analysis I, that I'll never quickly forget. I promise. This is like in the last two hours. <laughs> well, thank you. Mayor Fertig is here at the NBN Mega Event. Are you looking at a specific seminar, or this is going to be one of those general perusals? I think this is a general perusal. Uh, there's, uh, there's a lot to think about. Uh, you know, the, look, the most complex part about all this, obviously, besides employment and where to live, is the fact that our kids are, you know, our two younger kids are older. Right. Uh, Le- uh, Leora is, you know, is... Uh, in seminary this year. She's planning to do Sherut Lumi next year. That's not a secret. Anybody who knows her knows that. And uh, I don't know that she's planning to come back to the United States anytime soon. I think college might follow. But so. for everyone else, it's... Right, a, uh, exactly. For the rest of us, we need to figure it out. Unbelievable. Well, so, Mayor, good luck. So thank you. Hope you and Khani have a great day here. I hope so. You too. Thank you. So I guess you're not really getting to walk around much. Maybe no. a wireless mic. No, I was thinking of that, but I don't know. Yeah. Too comfortable right now. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> so we'll see. Have fun. We'll see if that works out. Thank you. Mayor Ferdig, of course. NBN.org.il is the website. 8664-ALIYAH. I did that one. This was here. Thanks. Eight, oh, thank you. 8664-ALIYAH for the uh, telephone number. Those of you who want more information about Nefesh Benefesh, you could utilize either of those and, um, and get all the info. Get all the info and... Uh, 
and start the Aliyah process. Simple as that. A lot of thoughts go through one's mind when they're sitting here. Anybody who's sitting here at the mega event. And uh, one of the ways that um, Nefesh Benefesh has made such an impact is how easy they've made it compared to the old days to move to Israel. If you have a chance to make it here today, do so. If you can't, then make sure to get to the web at nbn.org.il. And again, you could use the phone number at 8664-ALIYAH. Simple as that. ZK, we'll go to a uh, music break. More coming up. Keep it right here at the Nahum Single Network. Yerushalayim, just one of the great cities of Israel that you can move to if you are a uh, potential ole. Jason Barnett has met some potential olim. He's met some olim as senior advisor of the Lone Soldier Program, one of the most admired programs 
in the state of Israel, not just Nefesh Benefesh. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks. Pleasure, uh, pleasure to yeah. meet you. One of the most fascinating aspects of our relationship with Nefesh Benefesh is meeting the lone soldiers and meeting those who are ready to drop everything, leave North America, leave their families, some under great scrutiny and criticism, and head to Israel to go straight to the Israel Defense Forces. Are you still mesmerized by their decision after all the people you've met in this area? Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm mesmerized and always impressed. You know, every lone soldier that comes through my office, it just they all have such unique stories. And like you said, they're ready to drop everything and come and defend Israel. It's, it's an amazing thing. And, and you've seen some of them come at a very difficult time. Yeah, where, absolutely. where they walk into the army and all of a sudden the action has gotten very heated up. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I actually started working at the Lone Soldier Program several weeks before uh, Suketan or Operation Protective Edge. And, uh, you know, what we went through there with our Lone Soldiers, it was an emotional time. It was intense. Uh, we didn't know what was happening with our soldiers all the time. And, you know, to hear those guys get out safe from the strip was, you know, just such a relief every time. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, what do uh, young people need to know, those who want to pursue this area and become lone soldiers in the Israeli army? Well, you know, they need to know that it's not going to be easy. You know, it's one of the most challenging, uh, physically exerting, mentally difficult uh, things that they're going to do. But if they do come and face that challenge, it's going to be worth their time. It's an amazing unparalleled experience that you know aids their absorption into the country like no other thing that you can do in israel it is pretty remarkable that's for sure you've seen a lot of great success stories no doubt yes i have and i'm sure you've seen some bumps in the road sometimes a difficult adjustment right yeah um but you know that's what we're here for uh that's one of my favorite things to do is to help a new Olay who's struggling in the army get past that difficult time and see the positivity in his service, um, see how meaningful it can be in every job, you know, not just the, uh, the guy who's in Sayer and Matkal, but, you know, um, whether, you know, it's, it's from the barrel of your rifle or the tip of your pen that you're uh, defending Israel, that's right. what it's all about. The young people out there, 15, 16, 17, who think they may be heading in this direction, what would you tell them today? Should they learn Hebrew? Should learn they that Hebrew. Perfect that's right. it as best yeah, as possible. Learn that Hebrew. Anything else important or that's the most important thing? You get in shape, you know, eat right. Get ready uh, for basic training. You got it, yeah. Hebrew and basic training. Hebrew and basic training. And uh, make sure you tell your family and relatives where they can reach you. Yes, very <laughs> important. Uh, you know, call your mom yeah, all the time. I don't know your plans. <laughs> oh, gosh, who wants to be in a, in a conversation like that? Huh? It's a tough one. You know, I had it myself before I made Aliyah. I, about five years ago, I uh, served in the paratroopers. Um, I'm originally from Kansas and made Aliyah five years ago. Uh, and I got to tell you, the conversation with my mom where I sat her down and said, Mom, I'm going to move to Israel and serve in the army was one of the most difficult uh, conversations that I've ever had to, to have with her. But at the end, you know, and, and being her being there while I was in my service, I, it, you know, it strengthened our relationship, actually. Counterintuitive, I know. Um, and, you know, she was finally able to see eventually, you know, the, the positivity in what I, what I came and did and, you know, Thankfully, thanks, Amazing. Mom. They're very proud of me. Jason Barnett, he's a uh, senior advisor to the Lone Soldier Program. Pleasure meeting you. Good to meet you. Thanks for having Our me. Our best regards to all the great Israeli soldiers, all the men and women are defending the state of Israel. 
More coming up. This is the Nachum Siegel Network, and we are going to uh, we are going to uh, speak with the founders, the co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh. Could you imagine this dynamic duo is greater than the sum of its parts? Rabbi Fass, Tony Gelbart. I just said it the way it is. The two of you as a dynamic duo, the sum is greater, or I should say the total is greater than the sum of its parts. You like that, huh? That is beautiful. Turn on Rabbi Fass's microphone so we can hear him, so we can hear him compliment my, my analysis. What do you think of that, Rabbi Fass? That was very beautiful. Greater than the sum of its parts. The two of you together have made such an amazing effort, have undertaken such an incredible task. The results speak for themselves. And sure enough, what the two of you are able to accomplish is greater than the sum of the, uh, of the two parts. Uh, Rabbi Fass is rejoining us. Tony Gelbart, shalom. Welcome to you, sir. Thank you. Heard Thank you had you. some trouble at the airport. Yeah, they had to change the tire, but everything's good. <laughs> and you've been on a million planes. I'm sure that's happened before, no? Yes, that's where I live. <laughs> Basically on the plane, sure. right? We've heard stories from Tony. M- most of his great ones come from travel. Come from the, uh, traveling on the plane. All right, uh, gentlemen, congratulations. The mega event is the largest ever, which must be an incredible feeling. Close to 1,300 people. They, already, they told me earlier about close to 150 are registering who had not pre-registered for the event. I assume that number has climbed since, a couple, climbing by since the hour. a couple hours ago. And it is unbelievable to watch how people here in North America have this cheshek, this incredible desire, this amazing yearning to be in the Holy Land. You saw earlier we spoke to somebody who's leaving March the 13th, going through the process as soon as... For some, it's not quick enough. For some, right. they need it to happen immediately. And they're ready to make it happen in one week if need be, which is unbelievable. And, of course, for this summer and for the big flights that are coming up, there's so many families that are going to be benefiting from, uh, from this mega event and from all the work that their parents, that the uh, children's parents have been doing online and through the telephone number over the last few months. What is the average? Someone makes the first call. How much later are they in Israel? Families? Yeah. Nine months. Simple as that. Yeah. And therefore, those who are here today, it's not unlikely that they could be there this summer or certainly before the end of 2016. Some families approach me and said, we're just starting the process. We're going to do it. What are the flights this summer? Right. And once you give them the dates, they're ready to sign themselves up. It's pretty amazing. Now, when the two of you were on last time, and I believe it was at Ben Gurion Airport, you alluded to the fact that there are bigger plans coming, that there are a lot of things happening down the road, some of which you can't always reveal publicly. What's happening, Tony? What, what happens 13 years later that could possibly add to this entire experience, that could make the Jewish community around the world, and specifically North America, benefit even more from the work that you've been doing with Nefesh Benefesh? Look, in North America... You know, we've done a good job, and the people are receptive to what we do. You see the energy, and you feel the energy in this room. Pretty amazing. And uh, it's just over the top. Um, I think the future, God willing, holds for us uh, a lot of challenges. But um, if we can duplicate what we've done and built here in North America to other countries, that's a little bit a hint of the secret. So um, we're looking forward to the future and bringing more Jews from around the world to Israel. You've made efforts in other countries, correct? There have been efforts in other countries already outside of the United States, correct? Well, Not real efforts. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, you need a stronger one. You need a better one. You need yeah, a stronger presence. Yeah, we've been receptive presence. on a response level, but, but to, to actively 
uh, model what we've done here to other countries. That's that's the next frontier. Is this a directive from the Israeli government, or is this a uh, Gelbart Fass idea, or a little bit of both? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's everything, huh? No, no comment. No, no, it's a little bit of both. But uh, I mean, there are people in the government asking you the way it sounds. I'm just conjecturing here. You can uh, you could deny or confirm as much as you wish. There are people who are asking you to get involved in places outside of North America to help facilitate Aliyah. And that means obviously educating a staff in different languages, uh, learning at, or at least getting people who are familiar with the culture of those countries to, I don't want to say infiltrate, but to, you know, to, to bring the message of Aliyah to those communities. Not, not an easy task. It was tough enough in North America when you guys are really you know, pretty, pretty well-versed in what's going on in North America. We know English. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know the language and you know how things work. <laughs> you know how Americans think. Not going to be easy in other places around the world. Thanks for your vote of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> we might reassess all of our plans after this interview. <laughs> I didn't say you can't do it. I'm trying to impress on people how tough a road it is, that's all. Look, in, this, um, in the climate of uh, politics that we're going through today, you can understand that we're going to be very careful what we say here. But the challenge, uh, the opportunity, and the excitement is to take the blueprint that was built, that we built with Nefesh Benefesh. You know, this is the roadmap, right. the blueprint. And see if we can um, duplicate it. Yeah, to, to, to move it to other places uh, in need, people in need. And, you know, when somebody cries out, you want to help. You want to do what you can. Right. So that's what we're going to do. We, we hear the cry, and we're going to help. Uh, it's not that we didn't think about it before. We thought about it since day one. But, you know, North America is a very cool place for Jews to make Aliyah, too, to, you know, to come from. And there's other places as well. And you can just go down the list and guess, and I'm sure yeah. you'll, you'll guess well. You can go through an entire global map, and you'll find plenty of places. Uh, uh, Tony Gulbart, Rabbi Josh Fast, they are with us. Dynamic duo that leads Nefesh Benefesh that founded this incredible organization. Um, uh, everybody out there is encouraged not just to be at this mega event, but at this point, if you're not able to be here today, to certainly explore Aliyah through their comprehensive website at nbn.org.il. And, of course, their phone number at 866-4-ALIYAH. Uh, we've told the story how the two of you dreamt of this many, many times. Uh, it's gotten to a point where now we could say how many tens of thousands have moved to Israel because of Nefesh Benefesh. We're at 50,000. At 50,000 already, yeah. which is pretty remarkable. And those numbers continue to climb. We are no longer surprised by what states are represented by Aliyah. No. I don't know if we've gotten all 50, but we're certainly close, right? We're close. We're very close. <laughs> and I assume that includes the provinces in Canada as well. Right? Correct. Very close to all of them. <laughs> very close to all of them. If not having achieved all of them already, we're not shocked at all anymore where Anglos, where North American Jews want to move to in Israel, right? Every area of the country is basically covered. 134. At 134 different communities. Yeah. And you initiated, and this is, I mean, we had a chance to speak about this just as you had done it, the Go North, Go South, all these different initiatives which helped areas of Israel grow in terms of an Anglo a Jewish community. Is there anything that we haven't covered yet? Is there any concept or any initiative? You've done the medical and you've uh, tried to attract people to, you know, from different industries to move to Israel. Anything we haven't done yet or anything in the, in the works? We've covered Lone Soldiers as well right. on your show that uh, we're the only real nonprofit appointed by the Army to service all, all Lone Soldiers around the world after they make Aliyah and when they have to serve. So there's a body that helps them as well. Right. So uh, we might also extend soon to Machal, to individuals who volunteer as well. So that's also 
on our short list of 2016 accomplishments. We, we, we haven't uh, done anything with broadcasters yet. Yeah, why? No, we have broadcasters. We there is going to be a broadcaster yeah. fellowship that we're launching yes. in 2016. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's good to know. And, and, yeah. and since Nachum, how does one apply? You've been working with us uh, you know, since day apply. one and doing a wonderful job, you know. <laughs> I didn't even speak to him. They're he talking, just came off the plane. They're like, talking yeah. about streamlining the application process. Yes. You're really ready to streamline it in this case. I don't think there you? is an application process for, um, for broadcasters. One of the things that you've done, now that you've given me a, uh, a good um, a segue, one of the things you've done is, is, of course, made this process as easy as possible. Uh, I wonder if anybody has, has anyone done the research? What the OLED in the 1970s had to go through on average in order to actually get this process oh, going? Granted that. No, I know the the things we've discussed and things that happened on the plane that obviously never happened back then. But a real analysis, a real you know side by side comparison would be insane, right? It's it's you can't compare it. It's just a different world. And sometimes I think that OLED today don't even know the contrast right. to what it was maybe 10 years ago when the transition was happening. But now it's a, a completely different world. This morning when I was at JFK waiting for an hour to get through passport, someone, I never, I don't know who the person was, tapped me on the shoulder and says, can't Nefesh do this? Can't you do just a fix this problem? Yes, we so could use like, you for that. I don't know but thank you. <laughs> no question about it. Um, I thought of that this morning as we started this show, that there are people now in this Aliyah process who don't realize that Nefesh but Nefesh really one of the reasons it was created was because of the Balagan. Yeah. And if not for that, and, and in a way we have to be thankful for that Balagan. Because look at the, look at the incredible uh, and amazing uh, Aliyah that now exists, Aliyah process that now exists because of what used to be. And now we have this, uh, this amazing process which gives people so the opportunity. A, a huge shout out to, to dysfunction. <laughs> because it's right. <laughs> Dysfunction got us to this point. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, but the, the world of technology also move the process along you know it's run like a business but the, the the world of technology we could do things today in technology you couldn't do before i mean the the yearning to go to israel and live in israel in 1970 1948 and 2016 it's the same heart the same yearning technology methods you nachum sitting here and 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 broadcasting live here think about that for a moment that's that's Never been happening before. Yeah. So in 48, they didn't have that. In 72, they didn't have that. But now they have it. Yeah. So It's hard to believe, that's, that's for sure. Uh, what are your words of advice for those who uh, come? I'm sure you get people who come up to you asking about moving to Israel, right? Ask, asking you if they should do it or, you know, if it's as easy as it sounds or, you know, where should they start? What do you, what do you tell them when people like that come over to you and ask? You go first. All right. What do you tell them? to follow their dream, to, to give that dream some kind of validation, and to do the research to get good advice. Sometimes that initial step is the scariest step. Sometimes people are somewhat scared of the vastness of the vision, and they don't even want to encounter the details. And sometimes people are fed bad advice, and they quash their, their dreams by just ill advice and ill suggestions. You owe it to your dreams and you owe it to your passion to do the homework and the research that's necessary and to follow it. And even if it means that you don't come through with it, just to give value to the system, to that concept and to allow you to take those few steps. And, uh, and I encourage individuals just to take those baby steps, just for your children also to see them, the parents also just giving, giving value to that, to that concept. So if it doesn't work for that generation, 
the next kids see that struggle of their parents. And they see that their parents wanted to, but it didn't happen. And there are thousands of reasons why Aliyah doesn't work for people. And, and people maybe should not get on the plane. But for that generation, next generation, to see that struggle, that, that itself it may be the best inheritance that you can give to your kid, so that maybe they fulfill that. Or at least the baton of Zionism and Sionut and the value of Eretz Israel is passed from generation to generation. Showing them how critical it is, how critical Israel is to the family. Look, I don't think there's a day that goes by where someone doesn't ask to me about Aliyah. Right. Shabbos included, and more so on Shabbos. Right. <laughs> like yes, like uh, yesterday. <laughs> but but I, can, I can tell you that the advice that I would give and do give, no matter who they are, is don't go in with one toe. Don't just take that little toe and stick it in. And it's going to be it's going to be cold. Take the plunge, go in, and it might be cold, but instantly you'll feel that you made the right decision. The warm the, the water will be warm. So it's not just a a little inch you want to take. You want to plunge. You want to give it all your heart and all your might to go ahead and make it everything that you think it's going to be. And if you struggle, if there is a struggle. And generally, there's always something. But when you do that, it's the plunge that will make you work. It's not the toe in the water. Tony Gobart or Yoshua Fast. So when you first dreamt of this, and we, we've spoken very often about the first Shabbos that you brought this idea to each other and started you know, bouncing it around. So was there great fear? Was there a trepidation? Was there a more toe-like feeling than the entire body jumping into this project? I don't think so. No. Full, s- no, full force. I told him I needed 24 hours. Yeah. And then I said, when, when he came to me, this, the whole process, the whole idea, and I said, uh, I need 24 hours. Got to check with the wife. Got to think about a few things. I said, but if we do it, it's not 100%. It's 110%. 100%. The, uh, the, I think the day after our first charter flight, July 9th, 2002, I think we looked at each other like, now what? <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, like the 747 landed. We had a prime minister that greeted it. We had 400 people came off the plane. And we looked at each other like, okay. <laughs> What's the next show? What's the second act? <laughs> and you didn't know at that point what the next act was. We had like. dreams. We had a yeah. business plan. But it just it was just like, this is... There was a movement that was that we, we felt many times. And we've said this to, to, to each other many times over the last 13, 14 years. That that we're, we're on a ride, that, that sometimes we don't feel that we're behind the driving wheel, that there's a movement here, there's a thrust, and we're just very, very privileged that we're taken along for, for this very, very intense and very spiritually, beautifully um, satisfying journey. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, no, we, we, we always said it's not about Rabbi Fast and it's not about Tony Galbart. It's about the people making Aliyah build a brand, a credible brand that stands for integrity, efficiency with a heart. It's like a business with a heart and then run with it. And that's it. That's how it works. And sure enough, it's worked. You feel it's important. uh, we, We know there's a phone number. We know there's a website. People approach you. But you feel it's important for your staff to approach others, to have an event like this in many different cities, not just New York, and bring this to the people. It's not just the people that you're encouraging to come to you. You want to bring this whole concept to the people. In this, talking about what Tony was saying about technology, we, we've, like everyone else, people are not leaving their homes. Um, people are Googling everything. People right. are Wikipediaing everything. It is rare to have people leave the comforts of their home to gain information. And they're not really coming to gain information. They're coming to get a personal connection. And we had a huddle here beforehand, before this, and I grabbed everyone, my whole staff, before, and I said, 
people are coming for you. They're not coming to hear about shipping. They're not coming about rights because they can easily call our, our toll-free number. They can easily email us and get a response within 12 hours. They're leaving their homes. They're taking their Sunday off. They're schlepping out to, 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 to Crown Square. Plaza because they want to see a face. They want that connectivity. They want to see in your eyes that you care and you're concerned about their individual plans. And that's what's going to help people move. It's so true. It's the handshake, it's the hug, it's the smile, and it's the personality. Because in today's age of technology, which we utilize to the max, it's this personal feeling that you care is what really uh, is important for people. And that's what drives them here to the mega event in New York City. I just had a couple that came to me and they said, we emailed you on Friday. I said, yes, I know. They were like, we just wanted to shake your hand. I was like, but well, you got all the responses. I said, no, we just we wanted to connect. I was like, wow. Who would think in 2016? People still want to connect, huh? It's, when a, I was it's, a, huge, it's a huge decision, a, a move. It's, 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 it, it can transform the trajectory of, of a whole family's line. So it's not enough just to have this cerebral information being gleaned from the Internet. You have to have someone help you or escort you. You have to have that confidence and faith in, in the people that are entrusted in helping you make that move. Yeah, when I was coming up the escalator now, somebody was going down the escalator and yelled out, hey, Tony, I go, turn around. Somebody I know for many, many years, he knows everything about Aliyah. One of his sons made Aliyah, joined the army, did all the things. And I said, what are you doing here? He goes, I'm just feeling it. I'm just looking around. This is great. I said, you get information? I said, I have all the information. I just want to look around. And, and, and it's yeah. absolutely true what just happened. So that's it. There are people who used to go to the Israel real estate exhibitions, not because they ever thought they'd buy anything, but they wanted to be in that atmosphere Absolutely. of, you know, exactly. I want to be there and get to Israel as soon as possible. Gentlemen, you're amazing, both of you. And so Thank are you. you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. <laughs> Rabbi Josh Mass, Tony Gilbart, they are the founders of Nevis Nevis. Thank you for having us here today. Thank Excellent. you for coming. We, we got to figure out how we can do this live on the plane. Yes. That would That'd be, be cool. a good idea. Rabbi Fass is working on that. Yes. Yes. It's one of the things, <laughs> I, e it's one of the things I emailed him about. <laughs> it's a short list. <laughs> <laughs> thank you satellite. both very, very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All right. More coming up. It's the Nefesh Benefesh NBN mega event here in New York City. Those of you who are not able to make it to New York City, there are mega events going on in different areas of the country. Check it out at the website at nbn.org.al. And those of you who can't make it here today to New York, there's a website, nbn.org.il, and a phone number, 8664-ALIYAH. You are listening to the Nachum Siegel Network and watching at nachumsegel.com.
There he is, Avramo, with the full version of uh, Yerushalayim here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Watching at NachumSiegel.com, on the air, of course, through all of our outlets, including uh, NachumSiegel.com and the NSN app. And um, Ravit Greenberg is with us. Ravit Greenberg leads the uh, Go South program, one of the most well-known initiatives that Nefesh Benefesh introduced to us years ago. Still going strong. JNF, obviously. A massive, major and massive part in this entire Go South initiative. Ravit, shalom, and welcome to the Nachum Single Network. Shalom. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Why has this been so successful? Why is the southern region of Israel, which I don't know if anybody wanted to you know, actively pursue or move to 15 years ago, why has it become one of the hottest places around? Okay, so I often tell people that there's what I call the push-pull effect, okay? Um, in terms of affordability and finding affordable housing, people are being a little bit pushed from the center of the country in Jerusalem. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> and so people are looking elsewhere to find uh, good alternatives because they still want to live in Israel. They still want to move. They want to own a home. They want to own a nice home. They want to have a nice yard, let's say, or more space. 
And so what's happening in the South is there's more development. There's more development of industry. There's more real estate being built. There's more employment opportunities. More so space. Now, more space, exactly. So now people are being pulled towards the South. And so I think there's a push from the center of the country and a pull to the negative. Transportation hubs in the South are very important at this point, right? Absolutely. And what we know is um, anyone who's been in Israel lately probably has fallen in love with Route 6. It can get you where you want to go pretty fast. Um, and you can drive pretty fast on Route 6. So Route 6 makes the travel between Beersheba and Jerusalem an hour and a half. The train, there are two train stations currently in Beersheba. There's a train station in Ashkelon, and you can get to Tel Aviv in under an hour. Um, I'm sure many of your listeners probably commute from Long Island to New York, <laughs> right? And each week they're also looking at their hour commute back and forth. So you can also do that from Beersheba to Tel Aviv or from the surrounding areas. Yeah, but okay, they, what did I always say? A commute like that here doesn't seem long in Israel. It does seem a little longer. Really? But yeah, no, but you're right. Yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. not nearly like it used to be. Are there rumors about an international airport coming to the south at so all? There are, oh, okay. So I can't confirm if they're true or not. There are definitely... Sig- You've like, heard them. Yes, 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 yes. The rumors definitely exist. What is being built in the south currently, which you also might have been hearing about, is a lot of people probably heard about the officers base of the army right. that's going to be um, have 10,000 officers. Right on it, which is right near Yerucham. That's a huge deal. And for each officer that's moving south, there's probably two service people, two people who are going to be employed as a result. In addition, there's the Advanced Technology Park, which has moved to Beersheba, which Bibi Netanyahu has said is really, he's earmarking it as the center for cybersecurity research. And as we know, cybersecurity is really the front of, unfortunately, um, a lot of threats for people worldwide. And Israel's leading in the field. And most of the research, a lot of the research and development is being done in Beersheba. Ravid Greenberg is with us talking about Go South. On the topic of services, we should mention that unlike uh, the quote-unquote old days, mm-hmm. services in the South are much easier to obtain. Absolutely. Those who want phone service, water, and many <laughs> other things. Absolutely. The infrastructure is in place. It's a first world region. Right. <laughs> it's a first, Unlike it's part of a first world country. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and we even have, I mean, the biggest mall in Israel is now in Beersheba. Okay. Um, the Grand Canyon pun. Grand ha, Canyon. Ha, ha. Very good. Um, so, so, so that's, that's there now. Um, and throughout the South, a lot of is really being developed. But I, what, I, what I do also want to say is some of our Olim are actually looking to get away from the hustle and bustle. So although in places like Beersheba and Ashkelon, um, there's a lot of development taking place, there are also still these secret gems in the south, these secret small yeshuvim, where you can go to, have some Anglo friends, have a good community, have education, but enjoy that rural, pastoral, romantic way of life. What would be a good example of that? Um, so there's Ritamim, mm. which is um, uh, near Stabokel. There's Merchavam. These are religious yeshuvim in Ramata Negev. Yeah, sorry about that. Someone just want to make sure that person's okay. They fell down. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Absolutely. So that, um, so those are two good examples. Yeah. And uh, there's plenty for people to explore. If they want information about Go South, they literally can do that through Nefesh Benefesh. Please do. Please contact us. Um, the Go South program is working with many Olim. We have a great community of people who have already moved south. There's a lot of southern pride, and there's a lot of southern hospitality, and people are really excited to help new Olim come to the region. Olim ever go to a lot? 
Yes. They do. We do. We actually have uh, an increasing number of retirees who are going to a lot. It's kind of like they're Florida, right? They're moving to apartments in Florida. And we also have people who are post-birthright who might have fallen in love with a lot. <laughs> um, go there. There's a lot of actually work in the, the hospitality and hotel industry there. Thank you so much for joining us today. Continued good luck. Thank you very much. Ravi Greenberg, you. go south, she says, as so many people have decided to do with Nefesh Benefesh. NBN.org.il is the website, and of course, 8664-ALIYAH. You're listening to the Nahum Siegel Network and watching all of the proceedings here at NahumSiegel.com. Go to the homepage right now, and you can watch the final 15 minutes of this webcast from the Nefesh Benefesh mega event.
Malcolm Single Network. Lee Rusha line done by Eitan Katz. Final minutes for us. Mega event continues throughout the entire day. I want to thank Mayor Kruder of Kruder Photography. And I want to thank Shira Van. Shira Van is assisting today on the photographic angle. So we thank Shira. Uh, our team, including Miriam Alwalik, Jamie Turkel, Yoni Pollock, and of course the incredible ZK behind the board and behind the camera. We thank them all. Homepage, if you want to see this uh, incredible video from our Nefesh Benefesh program, go to our homepage at NahumSiegel.com. And of course, thanks for listening in at NahumSiegel.com and on the NSN app. Mary Mel Wallach is here. Ah. And Mary Mel Wallach is now <laughs> stepping out <laughs> because Stephen Eagle is here. Should I ask you the first question? I'm sure you're always asked. Sure. You're a late Italian? I am not, unfortunately. <laughs> One of the nicest guys in broadcasting, I'll tell you that much. What brings you to the Nefesh Benefesh Mega event? So we are making Aliyah this summer. Where do you live? Teaneck. You're in Teaneck, New Jersey, and like others in Bergen County, you've decided Israel's for you. Yes. How long ago did you start the process? Um, so I want to say about 15 years. 15 years ago. Uh, but when my Before wife there was a Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, absolutely. Um, when we were dating, my wife and I decided this is what we want to do, and there was always some stop. There was something getting in our way. There was always something that, you know, we were going to push it off after medical school and then after residency, and then I had a job and, and this. And uh, listen, there were there were always something that came up. And um, last year, we basically came down and said, uh, listen, if we don't make it now, our kids are going to be of ages that, don't make the most sense to move, and if we don't make it now, it'll be another 18 years before we do. So he said, let's go. And there are about a half a million people who are going <laughs> through the entire, the entirely the same thought process as you just described. Um, so when is this happening? Is it happening in August? Uh, that is the plan. It's happening Shem. in August. You know where you're moving to yet? No. Uh, part of the reason that we're here is to talk to different communities and you know figure it out. Um, we have looked at, looked at a number of communities. We did a pilot trip looking at communities, and we're still trying to figure out what the absolute best place and is. And are both of you in the medical field, one of you? No. Um, I'm a pediatrician. My wife is a teacher. And were you attracted here today because of the seminars on medicine and all the job opportunities that are opening up in Israel for those in the medical field? Uh, without a question. It, certainly it helps out. It's uh, finding more information. I think that's one of the you know, biggest holdbacks is what am I going to do in Israel? What am I, am I going to be able to make a salary and have a career and, and all of that? And I think that it really helps out having that here. Unbelievable. That's one difference between now and 15 years ago when you started the process. <laughs> At least they're willing to start interviewing and exploring job opportunities here in the United States. It wasn't yeah. like that back then. Uh, it's great. I was able to set up an interview today just, just by being here. So wow. Well, to you and your entire family, we say mazal tov and hatzlacha rabah. Thank you very much. It's going to be an exciting summer, that's for sure. It's Stephen <laughs> Eagle, right? Stephen Eagle. Dr. Stephen Eagle with us here from TDAC, New Jersey at the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you again. Thank you. Oh, how many people have had the same thought process if not now, when? Ah, here she's back. Miriam Al-Wallach is here. How many people have had the same thought process? If not now, when? We are the examples of that. Oh, gosh. You <laughs> could say that again. <laughs> is this uh, harder than our, than our shows from, from, from Ben-Gurion? The worst part of the shows from Ben-Gurion... Are let's see besides well, besides not making the bus forget that 
What's the worst? What's the worst part of the show from Ben Gurion? I'm sorry, I'm stuck on that moment. What's the worst part of the show from Ben Gurion? Let's see if you can get this right. When we get off the bus. Thank you. That's it. There's only That's one the answer. That's the worst part. There's only one answer. You get off the bus. Everyone there thinks you're a hero. Right. For and then they made. realize you're a failure. <laughs> they realize you're a phony. <laughs> and a, a phony. They realize you're a total phony. They see your tag. It when says ZK press. When does it, he doesn't seem to bother him that much. It's funny. When he goes through that, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I know, but we no, have no. to wrap up the show, so we can't talk about what's wrong with that sentence. I am like, I am like, I'm devastated. I am oh, devastated in that situation. Terrible. He's able to handle it so well. It's shockingly. They look at your pass around your neck. They see the word press. Then they look behind you. They're looking for the real people. I did. You know, it's funny. Do you know how many people said to me just last time, just in August of 2014, 2015, how many people on that line said to me, we didn't know you were moving to Israel. How about the time... And you have no time to get into the whole, you know, not really moving to Israel routine. How about the time before that, when we were set up at the table and somebody came over and said, Nahum, we've been waiting for I you. I know. My God. Surprise. Like, no, you're not waiting now. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, you'd be waiting a little bit longer, yeah, you'd be honey. waiting a lot longer, right. is right. That was, All that right, was we, a moment. You know how nobody's waiting for me, by the way. There are people waiting for you. Your relatives are constantly encouraging you to move to Israel. Yes, but not the relatives who live in Woodmere with me. There you go. That's true. All right. That's another problem. That's all right. That it's, uh, my time will come. Anyway, uh, our final minutes. Thanks to the entire staff. Thanks to the incredible staff. It's a Sunday. In America, it's not, you know, in, in Israel, it would be no big deal. We have a staff that works on Sunday, so what? <laughs> right. But you know, that's another reason maybe I why I should move to Israel. All of the staff has zero problem coming out on Sunday. Right, because not so a, far, there right, you thank say you. it. I, this staff has no problem thank coming on Sunday. Thank you very much. Because they're all Aliyah-minded. That's why. Mm-hmm. They're all thinking of Israel. They all want to get used to it. And dedicated. Thank you. If only you would have given me another couple of seconds to actually clarify that. But why? Okay. Is this your network? The second thing is yes. that uh, that here on a Sunday, our dedicated staff comes in, puts together this show, gives us some great guests, and hopefully we've, we've inspired a lot of people. This is not an easy uh, undertaking. Because uh, we are we are among the few people in this room who really, it seems, are not heading to Israel at the, at the next possible minute. I still can't get over that woman <laughs> who's ready to leave on the 13th of March. And who wants a show from with us while she's That's there. That's correct. Exactly. Right. Anyway. There, by the way, it. we should also note that we have met a number of potential Olim, and I use the word potential, here today while you've been on the air we've had conversations quote unquote behind the scenes of people who are here to get educated and that's also important people should understand that the mega is not just about people who are looking to leave on March 13th there are people who are looking to make Aliyah in the future want to start planning want to be responsible about it and just want their questions answered yeah and as Rabbi Fast said some just want to be inspired some have asked all the questions they could ever ask they just want a handshake they just want to smile from somebody know that the people here at Nefesh Nefesh are ready to do whatever is necessary to make a uh, successful aliyah for them and their family that's it that's that's it in quotation marks that's it and I guess that wraps things up for us good show boss thank you very much great show thank you to the entire staff thank you to uh, Mayor Kruder Kruder Photography and Shira Van his uh, able assistant and thanks to all of you Cruder Photography, by the way, will be joining us at the marathon, which starts promptly tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> that was a smart thing for someone to remind me about the marathon. Yeah. Uh, the fundraising marathon for JM and the AM begins early, early, early tomorrow morning. Very, some would say late, late, late tonight, but it's going to be early, early, early tomorrow morning. The uh, fundraising marathon begins, and I hope everybody out there will give generously and keep us going. Everything you listen to and everything you watch it all emanates from the fact that JMNAM exists and continues to be as popular as it is. So make us 
have a successful two-week fundraiser and do so starting tomorrow morning. The Mega continues for the next couple of hours for those people who are looking to uh, get some questions answered. Yeah, the Mega event will continue. You'll have an opportunity to uh, come on down to the Crown Plaza here in Times Square and get all the information you need. And, of course, utilize the website at nbn.org.il. It's nbn.org.il. She's probably here. She tried to reach me, but I was on the air. She's probably here. Um, Jamie. And wants to just find out what's going on, I would assume. Thank you all. Thank you. Amen. Let's hope and pray. We'll wrap things up with this selection here at jmintheam.org, NahumSiegel.com. You're listening to the NahumSiegel Network. I said, hey, now, look around, what do 